in the motherfucking suburbs with it. Raw, bing, bow, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen. Wear a lot of gold, but I get a lot of green. Looking at the boy, I'm the most important piece. Cause you can't win the game if you ain't got me. Girl from the hood, and I want a high king. We can't keep it low, cause we both high key. Popping in the palace, and popping in the streets. And my crown might tilt, but it ain't falling. Look at the gold medal, sit down, you should know better. Drive a Rolls Royce through the red rose petals. Run my bath water, run a kingdom, run it smarter. And leave a legacy for my future granddaughters. Nah. I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. Can't nothing move if they ain't got me. Got me. I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. Give me what I want, yeah, give me everything. I'm a queen, I'm a Hey y'all, what up? Welcome back to the ladies room. Hello. Hey y'all. Show girl Mickey. Got a new episode for you today. The girl Coco. It's alright, y'all. Hey y'all. <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a hot um episode for you today today we are talking about mental health and growing wealth the black edition you know getting your mental state in order and getting them coins building wealth generational wealth for the black family you know that's cool i think that's money a, up. And that's bands up. keep topic. them bands up yes yeah, so i got some key points that you know we're going to talk about today kind of Separate the mental and the wealth part and then bring them together. But, um... Are we jumping right in, or...? So, I was going to, but I kind of want to just touch on this shit with Meghan Markle and... Well, Prince you know, Harry. you know, that's 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 what I do. That's my yo, what's the word with okay, Coco. <laughs> so, like, you know, let me just slide through that motherfucker and just let y'all know, like... What's the word? Like, what, what's going on? And I'm sure everybody's seen, you know, Oprah is a meme again okay, <laughs> because of these faces and the topic, as Mick was saying, just racism that, of course, ain't no black person surprised about. But we're talking about the prince and the princess. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all chime in. I just think it's so funny how people are so surprised that the royals are racist. I ain't. Like, the whole monarchy <laughs> was built on racism. Well. How are you not surprised about this? Well. I guess what my thing was, I was just like, I guess in regards to the story, was they saying, like, they wasn't protecting her kid? Because I didn't see the interview. Yes, so... Um, upon them getting married, she was told that she would have security details like her husband. Um, right. However, three months before she gave birth to Archie, mm -hmm. they told her husband that she would no longer have protection, security detail, and nor would her child. Also, they were stripping him of any title. Mm -hmm. So, if Oh, and the likeliness that their the boy's father dies, then Prince William will become uh, I thought, king. I thought Prince William. He's the oldest, so he so will become king. I first. think Prince William jumps his pops. I don't think his so, pops has no chance. Yeah, he don't. Oh. Well, yeah, he can't. Charles. If he dies, it will be Prince William and right. his children. Yeah. However, if all of them are wiped out, it will go to <laughs> Prince Harry and his son. 
But they told him there's no chance of that ever happening. Yeah. We don't care. We if don't give Coons crowns. and his kids <laughs> are wiped out. You're never going to have a title. So even if he never became prince, he would have some type of title. I don't know what it would be. Like, but sorry. Sorry. Yeah, something, mm-hmm. but no, he's just gonna be the little nigga baby that live in the castle. We don't oh give Coons crowns. And then also, right. they were concerned about his complexion <laughs> him being too dark in the family. What? Yeah. Okay, now nah, it makes sense now. Yeah, what so, the means is. They came through was like, no. excuse me, so they held up a card. Is your gonna baby gonna be that color? Or is it gonna be that color? Oh, that's too black. We gotta look that's at the shade spectrum. Yo, I, my, okay, so let's talk about it because no shade, not to be colorist. Y'all act like she really pushing that much melanin for the baby sure, to like, not pass off. But it goes back to, to mulatto that stuff. one drop rule. That's what yeah. they see. Yeah, they don't care how light or how dark the baby is. Mm-hmm. There are white babies that are darker than him, right. and he's mixed, but they are white. And the chance is, though, because uh, her mom, like, the genetic pool, that baby could have come out a darker and complexion. Don't, like, even with him getting older, his complexion could, could deepen. change. Yeah. And I, I, like, I know this yeah. just from how the sun works. being in yeah. this world. Girl, his genes can make him darker as he gets mm-hmm. older. But it's just mm-hmm. the simple fact so, that... That all of that, even though they're acting like that shit was decided after them fleeing and stuff, that shit was decided as soon as he brought her home and said, I'm in love with the half coon. That's it. And from there, like you heard the stories, you saw the shit being read up the whole time from them dating to them getting married to the comments that was made at the wedding about the wedding, about the minister that was too black because he might as well pass the collection plate in the royal palace. Like you saw all that stuff building up and, you know, what they face over there, even though the UK racism isn't as blatant as it is in America right in your face. Is still prominent. But you know what? For her, it's it's crazy because she and her husband feel safer in this racist as America yeah. that we live in. Yeah. Than they did over there. They told literally took out a whole front page on their newspaper telling her that you will meet the same fate as yes, Diana, Princess Diana, I've seen pretty that. much. I've seen but you that. gotta I've realize the reason why she feels safer over here is because in the UK the royals own England. Then that's not like if that shit happening with the president here, then yeah, she wouldn't feel safe here. But when you're the leader of the world and you can make shit happen and people disappear, of course you're not gonna feel yeah. safe. If she would have been the nigga that they was calling her, she would have been strapped to say, "All right, cuz, what the fuck? Let's do it then. Let's do it then." Y'all think that's why she came? Uh, they came up with the crown? Well, that was in the works before yeah. that. Um, I'm sure, like, when they have more episodes or more seasons, they may touch on it. But that was supposed to be based around his mother, because she pretty much went through the same thing, not, so to speak, on racism, but because she was a free spirit and she thought for herself. But that's like the one they chose. Yeah, yeah. But that's like the, what, isn't this the fourth season of The Crown? Because when it first started, it was with his grandmother so the first couple seasons was when she when her father died and she became queen it was coming on something else it was because you it was on netflix but i was gonna say you know how sometimes because i be looking at movies like what y'all trying to really tell us what y'all trying to (laughs) desensitize us from yeah but probably that's why i'm like 
I haven't seen The Crown either, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, like I watched part of the that. first... Part of the first season is based off his grandmother when her father died mm. and she became queen because they didn't want her to be queen. She wasn't supposed to because she was a woman. He was king. And then it just kind of, I stopped watching it, but that's where it goes back to. And then I saw this season got really popular because it's focused on Princess died. So you get to see like all of the stuff. But even she, like... With the whole, you know, they still try to say it's a conspiracy theory about her death and everything. She fell in love with a Muslim man who was a doctor. And so that right there was like she she didn't come from wealth like the the others, the woman that they wanted with. She wasn't from that type of family. So she was already beneath in class. So even though classism is not as big as racism, it's still an ism, which they wasn't fucking with. You're not what we see as royalty. So <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that that whole situation, I, I wanna try and find it because I ain't get to see the whole interview yes, but from what i did i caught like the last i'm gonna say like five minutes of it man they tried to make her out like to be a gold digger yeah more money than son bro said if it was not for his wife and the money that his mother left him yeah they would have been broke and her fat ass daddy always trying to talk she said i'm like dude i knew crack luann was gonna come out but her daddy coming out talking about uh, I don't see well he didn't say too much about her he said that he didn't think the royals were racist I'm like that's coming from a white guy typical we it figured that of course you gonna stand by your illegitimate soldiers and, and say that shit that's what y'all do so yeah that's one thing I do admire about uh, white people they be Nigga, I'm telling you. If I find one that ain't loyal, well, hell, Prince Harry, shit. I'm surprised as fuck. I'm like, he left the country for his bae. But I'm just happy that they had, you know, like when they came here, they went to Canada first. And then Tyler Perry. Yeah. Tyler Perry looked out for them. He hired a security detail for them. That's um, dope. Let them live in his house until they were able to get on. And look who did it though—a black person. So as much shit as they try to say about black people, we always the ones playing Captain Save a Ho. But one thing Tyler Perry is showing us—you gotta get your own shit. True. No, you do. But if you think about it, like if you go way back in history, it's always the black person that's coming. Like, and I understand he's doing it also because he see her Mm -hmm. and he's worked with her before she ever met him. But uh, but the the whole synopsis is like black people always show up for every race, but we don't get that same love back. And then they wonder why we want to slap the shit out of somebody when they get out of pocket. It's like, bitch, I was just here. Titty feeding your baby, okay, <laughs> attending to your lawn and doing all this shit, creating what we're using, and you still want to say, I'm lazy, I'm, I want shit given to me, like, bitch. When, uh, when Atlanta blow up due to COVID. <laughs> and Tyler, Texas. Ty, yeah, Tyler Perry don't buy the rest of that shit. Because <laughs> that's all, like, 75% it of does. the Georgia. You gonna roll up on Rick like, like Rick? You wanna sell your house? Yeah, yeah. Rick like no, both. Perry time. <laughs> Perry time. Okay, but um, moving on from that, it is National Women's Month. Ow! Dun, 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 dun. 
Why well, I just think about Prince when you said that? I love Prince. I shouldn't have said it. But it's too disrespectful to like try to intimidate Prince. What y'all talking about? But you did sound like love. I was trying to give Michael Jackson C. <laughs> hey, with you. National Women's Month, though. Just want to celebrate black women. Ow! That's on Mary had a little bit. Oh my God! That's it. I mean, had a little laugh. That's it. I just want to celebrate Black women in this National Women's Month. Girl, for yeah. a minute, I thought you were saying like that's it, <laughs> like that's it, it. Period. <laughs> no topic, no shit. It's International right, Women's Month. That's the end of the show, y'all. I'm like, uh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> no, but honestly, y'all, I didn't even know it. Because th- after seeing like all the posts this past week, I thought it was just like, oh, we got a day, y'all. Oh, you did that? I didn't know we had a whole month. So it's like, what the fuck, shut up. Yeah, International <laughs> Women's Day, which is for all women around the world, and then National Women's Month, which is for Americans or women who live in America. That's what's yeah. Whatever, but I'm always celebrating the black women. I think this is the month where, uh, what was that? I think this was the month when City Girls and Hot Girls was created. <laughs> they created, <laughs> they created <laughs> last year in March and decided that like, we about to take over the world, like pick your brain, bring out your inner thought. We fucking it up the whole damn year. That's a real Midwest shit. Daylight like saving time around four. It's time to It's this Saturday. Time to fall in love. Before I said this Saturday. What is it? This Saturday. Oh yeah, it's this Saturday. Oh shit. He like. He like. You gonna I, change? I swear, I thought it was this this past week. <laughs> no. Thank God for iPhones, cause it's gonna keep you keep you together. Your time. Keep you together. <laughs> but yeah, just I uh, want to celebrate Black women because we go through so much and do so much and save the fucking world. Black so, women, you my majority queen. Majority of us do anyway. It's like one of those, but it's a, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. It'd be like when you. Tap into your inner black girls like shit. I would never trade this team. Like, but then real, dealing with the world, it's so like y'all much, just some fucking haters. I, listen, we love him so much, but I thank God every day. Yeah, that He thought enough of me to make me black. <laughs> you my queen. I was so favored. Like, like we really were the chosen one. My queen. He was chosen one. Put that melon on you. I'm not gonna make you a mayonnaise eater. Girl, Girl. Well, you know white people don't eat mayonnaise. They said extra mayonnaise. Now, <laughs> they be thriving on that shit. They literally rip a whole damn store apart. Like, like fuck, like, no more helmets, bitch. Let's get the mayonnaise and a side of sub. Mm. Just give me a cup of that bitch. That shit crazy what do you how want nasty mayonnaise tastes. <laughs> <laughs> If it was an episode, we might get canceled. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we already came in with Mayonnaise. Man. We already had the Mayonnaise. Like, oh, man. 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 Okie dokie, here we go. Mental health and growing wealth, black edition. <laughs> Had to say it like that. <laughs> so let's jump into this. Um, we got some key points I want to talk about. Like, Excuse me. Black people not being honest about their mental well-being. Like, why do you guys think that it is a 
issue within the black community that they are so afraid to seek out help or even, you know, acknowledge that there may be something going on with them where they need? I think uh, for, for black people to be now in a position to talk about mental health, I think sometimes people are, um, it's like it is, I, I could see how people would be very self-conscious about it because people are out here becoming familiar with, yeah, we all need to become comfortable, but y'all out here misdiagnosing people. Right. Like it's now it's becoming like a thing where we're aware of it, but y'all still putting some type of, but even even the approach on how it might happen, it's like there's mm -hmm. still a demonized thing in the black yeah. community when it comes down to mental health. Especially with people being comfortable, um, whatever they find. Yeah. No, I was just about to say, like, I think the reason why people are not, black people ain't honest about it, because we don't get time to be honest about it. And what I mean by that is we have to always be strong. We don't have time. We can't, we can't talk to our managers and our bosses and say, I need a me day. I need to regroup. I need to get it together. Because even in a workplace that they say is equal, it's not. You already know you're not going to get the same treatment as Tammy Faye Baker to the love. You already know that. So I think with black people, it's not that so much that they're ashamed to admit it, but it's like if I admit something going on with me, then I'm weak. And then if I'm weak, I can't take care of my family. I can't provide. So I don't have time to dwell in that sense of I don't have my shit together. Like, I'm going to keep it moving. And you even see, like, this... Unfortunately, a lot of issues today comes from slavery. A lot of things that we dealt with in slavery. So it's like that shit. Now we never had time to get that shit fixed. You know what? Our 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 therapist was prayer. Mm -hmm. Our therapist yeah. was the church. church. And so when we had things going on, that's where we had to go to seek healing. Mm -hmm. Because for one, we couldn't afford you know a therapist therapy. Yeah. You you paying what? You pay like 200 an hour with some therapists. Yeah. You can't do that. We don't have time because we're not getting the jobs as other ethnicities. So we have to always be working. You see the household. We see where, you know, we were supposed to be ripped apart, even though we were not supposed to be ripped apart. So when you're tearing the black family apart and you have a single mom raising two, four kids, you can't tell that mom, so okay, Today, you're going to go relax. You're going to... No, she can't because she got to show up and be a parent every time, right. no matter how she's feeling. So just to go back to the topic, like, I really feel like it's not that so much that we that we can't be honest about it. It's just that if we honest about it, then that means we're going to fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like, I remember um, when I used to work at uh, StockX, he had either on Wednesdays or Thursdays, we had um, a masseuse come in, mm -hmm. and they would give us massages from, I forgot the place, it's on Woodward, downtown. I know the place you're talking about, but I can't think of the but, name. Yeah, Is it like that in. wellness, like wellness something? I don't remember the name of it, but they uh -huh. would come in, give us massages, you know, to help kind of alleviate the stress from us within mm -hmm. the day, and being there and dealing with you know, all of that stuff. And I remember there were talks about getting like an in-house ther therapist. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really cool and smart to do because you do have people, especially like the people that were working there, most of them were young 
black individuals between 19 and 30. And a lot of them had a lot of shit going on. School, kids, mm. money issues, you mm. know. And a lot of the people that worked there got paid a lot. And then you had people there that was getting paid next to nothing, depending on their position. Um, I don't know if they ever got the therapist to come through mm -hmm. after the CEO left. But I just thought it's so many other companies that have the funds. To do this now, StockX was making bank, but they was no bigger than you know other Fortune 500 companies that don't even invest in their employees. It's in particularly their black employees to help them if they have it. Like you have people who have chemical imbalances and may need medication for it. Mm -hmm. Then you have people that's just stressed the fuck out mm -hmm. yeah. because of shit. You black in America. That's enough stress right there. Mm -hmm. And don't be a black woman in America. That's you at the, the lowest of the totem pole. So, like with certain businesses, just lets you know that it's really about the money at the end of the day. They don't really care about your well-being. You get to the point where you want to commit suicide. I've seen so many companies where a person has committed suicide, and literally the next day their job is up on Indeed. Yeah. They don't even care. Yeah, but that's most businesses. <laughs> like, yeah, I, and I think that ties into, you mm -hmm. know, like what you were saying, black people don't, they're not given the time. Yeah. You don't have time to suffer. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you do have like some of your, your black celebrities who are speaking more and more about their mental well being, but also those black celebrities have the money that's what I was about to say they're celebrities they so time to seek out they can bring awareness and even with that but I know myself personally I, I have some friends that you know have that see a therapist I just for me personally I just feel like therapists a lot of times just tell you shit to keep you coming back I know there are some therapists out there that do want to help you but it's so hard being a black person for you to even trust that therapist is going to be honest with you. I know I had a friend who was seeing a therapist, and she wasn't black, <coughs> girl, she was white, actually. And she would tell me stuff that her therapist would say to her. And I, I'm no therapist, I don't have a degree in that shit, but some of the stuff her therapist would just tell her, I'm, I wanted to tell her, like, bro, she just wants you for your money. She know that your family comes from money and they're going to keep paying for you. Because some of the stuff that her, she told me her therapist was telling her, I'm like, there's, you might have some stuff going on with you, but your therapist pretty much making you seem like you bonafide nuts and mm -hmm. you a step away from entering the nut house. And this was a white girl. So just imagine... What you know, Truly they would tell a black person, and, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. black people have to be cautious about this stuff because we see day to day this person could be your best friend, your boss could be this white man, and he seemed like he really got your back till it boils down to that point where he got to make a decision and he throw your black ass under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it really <laughs> no, it is. There ain't no deal to no hesitation. Go ahead, get out of here, Demarcus. Right. <laughs> Damn, I thought Trevor was cool. <laughs> right. Really, thing, it was, uh, Trevor was cool till it 
I'm telling you. I think a lot of times what happened is uh, we're caught in a situation where maybe when we were younger, we try to talk about it. But in our community, a lot of times everything is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So you try to talk about it. Somebody made it a joke or whatever. So now you take everything back. Now, when you get older, you're scared to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. The same reaction, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. No, definitely. I've seen plenty of times, I just remember being younger, plenty of times my friends would, you know, try to talk to their parents and their parents, girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, this child is crying out to you, fellas. But that's 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 because that cycle is is repeated and repeated, repeated through your bloodline. Grow up, like you know what? Ain't nobody gonna listen to me. I'm gonna just keep this to myself. Yeah. Depression will have some dishes. Yeah. It's just damn. I'm really like right. It's just because like things now is so much in your face. Now we didn't have the same, especially when we was a kid. Like you didn't have the same technology that the kids now Gen Z are growing up with. So and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm gonna necessarily say suicide is on the rise, but. I think you're hearing about it more. I don't think it's on the rise. You just couldn't, you didn't have access to that information. You didn't have kids that sometimes just kill themselves based off another kid they see that has something that they feel like they're lacking and now is being showcased through social media. And I do feel like a part of that plays a part of why you do have like the the depression have skyrocketed. Cause I know like even when I was young, I was like 13, Thankfully, my parents didn't have that type of mindset. So I remember talking to my mom. I was like, yo, I'm depressed. And she was like, you want to talk about it? I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to trust you with my information. And it wasn't that I didn't trust my mom, but it was like, you may look at me and say, maybe it's not a big deal or you may be passive. Even though that was unfair of me saying that to her, but she was like, okay, Let's get you a therapist. And we literally, like, I had, I laughed because I told somebody, I was like, man, I've done so much shit in my life. I was like, I had a therapist. And I remember when I would go see her, I was in the seventh grade, and we just kind of talked about shit that was going on with me. And she started to really see me as a kid to her, like her child. And I remember her telling my mom, she was like, I'm going to have to end sessions because I'm not going to be able to talk to her like a doctor because I fell in love with the girl. I see her as a daughter of mine. And I just remember when I got older and just bringing the conversation back around full circle with my mom. And she was like, do you think therapy helped? And I was like, I mean, it played its part. But for me, even though we're mainly in the black community, our our healing was church. My healing literally was God. Because I'm like, I could talk to many different therapists, but at the end of the day, where I feel like a lot of black people don't necessarily want to speak on this. You have to make up in your mind, am I going to get better? Because even with the medication, like I was on medication for a minute. They had me on sleep, um, sleep, it was, was it sleep suppressants? They had me on some pill, but it was like, I would take it and it would knock me out, like pretty much the whole day. That's the thing, like they prescribe medication that doesn't actually help your mental state. Like if you have a chemical imbalance or something like that or a cognitive issue, 
They don't prescribe you medication that's actually going to help that. They prescribe you medication that's going to knock you out so you can leave everybody else to fuck alone. But it's like, the thing is, like, I know with me, when I was prescribed the medicine, I did have different choices, but... The lady told my mom the reason why she didn't want to give me something different is because a lot of kids got hooked on it. And so instead of it, like, it it wouldn't make you go to sleep at all, but it was addictive like heroin or crack cocaine. And so she was like, I don't want her to have addiction because I don't see her issue as strong and as prominent as somebody else. But at the end of the day, whether you're suffering from mental or physical health. You don't want to be on medication for nothing. Right. So yes. even going, seeing a therapist, just from my point of view, even going to talk to somebody that you're, you know, just billing you, if you don't really make up in your mind, like, man, I don't, I don't want to feel like this no more. And, and that's why I feel like the best therapy really is meditation. You're going to keep going back to therapists. You're going to keep seeking your, your calmness, whether it's through alcohol, it's through weed, it's through anything to get you to a point where you're like, okay, I'm not feeling low no more. Yeah, like that was one of the things I was gonna speak on, like how do you feel about alternative medicine like marijuana? Mm-hmm. I'm not about to say heroin. I just I'm about to say <laughs> like, hey, he, he living a balanced life, I baby. Mean, it works for him. His life is balanced. Until <laughs> you get fired, right? So they say, "Whoa, there, <laughs> something ain't right in your urine." Yeah, like um, alternative medicine, like marijuana or something of the sort. I know there are so many people against it, but honestly, the drugs that they prescribe you from your doctors or pharmacies or whatever are 10 times worse mm-hmm. yeah. than marijuana. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, as far as my opinion about pharmaceuticals, I always felt like it, it was always like something to cover up different side effects or symptoms. Yeah. That's just a mess. Yeah. And it's one of those things that when it comes down to it, it's just like if you have man-made drugs that are already getting people hooked on it, yeah. you don't think these man-made medicines that are still classified as drugs are getting people hooked on it. Like I had to just find out recently that they're giving people with um, wisdom teeth codeine. Yeah. And yeah. I know that shit. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It was just a little shock to me. Shock like, to damn, y'all, yeah. really, y'all giving they people hooked on their own drugs. Yeah. Like, you're giving people another problem. When Tiger Woods tore his Achilles, he got hooked on some, whatever his doctor prescribed to him. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, wow. t- Tiger Woods was hooked on drugs. Mm-hmm. He was in rehab. Oh, was and was yeah. yeah. It was something. He was perked up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, the and that's the thing. And that's why I'm like, it's crazy shit because people really talk about these different drugs as alternatives. Girl, and I think that do play a part in Let me tell you. People don't take. Um, Mental health issues that serious. Yeah, yeah, pharmaceutical drugs, it's crazy. I used to date this dude some years ago, and I remember one time his mom came in the room. I don't fuck with him no more, so I mm-hmm. air his shit up. <laughs> but no, his mom came in the room, right, <laughs> with a prescription bottle. She actually you know, saw the doctor stuff, and she was like, what you think we could get for this? And I'm just like, I, I wasn't really thinking shit about it. And I'm like, damn, so... 
the dope gang that really moved up. Y'all niggas said, weed ain't really, ain't bringing in the dope. I ain't trying to get life for no cocaine or no crack. Because they going to give a brother life anyway. Uh, what can we do? Anyone, we selling, uh, what's the one, um, it's Oxy something. Oxycontin. Yeah, he was selling that. He was selling something else. And I was just looking like, I just made a joke. I was like, shit, how much can you get for ibuprofen? Like, I was just fucking around. But the thing was, I'm like, your, your pharmaceuticals, I remember not too long ago, it was like a pharmaceutical lab that was robbed. And I'm like, come on, we know who did that. It was Jason and Trevor. We know they up there, they hit the lick on it and they're pushing because <laughs> you can sell so much, but it's not illegal. Like the, the concept of abusing it, mm -hmm. I guess you could say it's illegal, but it's not illegal like you selling kilos and shit. It ain't gonna get you, you know, locked up for life. Cause you can lie. Yeah. Lie. I'm addicted to this. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. And speaking on that, they even screen you like when you go to the store like CVS and whatever to pick up. I don't know if y'all ever seen they will screen the black person coming oh, to pick up less stuff. I'm like, y'all know damn well we ain't yeah. the ones hooked on this shit. Half the time we can't even afford this damn shit unless our insurance pay for it or we have a little prescription part card because that shit be like eighty dollars a damn bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> not eight. Like, I just, I just came saying, to me like, damn, they making money. That's don't that just be so expensive? expensive. And so you just, that's one of the reasons why they had that commercial with a uh, white dude, Martin Sheen, talking about, you can get it for seven ninety five. I'm like, sheesh, this shit was originally sixty eight ninety six. Like, at that moment, I'm like, man, I'm just going to die. Another, <laughs> Fuck it. Another thing, too, I feel like a lot of people might because I, I think y'all said this, but they might not know what route to go in. Mm -hmm. As far as like, okay, in the event that you have went through it like as a kid or something, your parents like make you deflect your, that feeling or whatever. Yeah. It's like you might be in a situation to where you're like, damn, is it really that serious? Or damn, what am I supposed to do? Or like mm -hmm. the only way you can associate somebody having a mental health issue is somebody in a straitjacket or some <laughs> shit. Or like, not understand yeah. there are people that are right that is running shit with these mentally mental health issues dealing, off the yeah. main. Yeah, yeah. It's people that are mentally dealing with stressors of the world. Mm. And you would never even know it. And too, like even with things like people environment too. Cause I feel like as a black community, it do be kinda like when somebody say like, oh, I talk to, like, Charlamagne, I like the way he kind of be making it, like, a mm -hmm. regular thing. Like, I talk to my therapist. Yeah. It's like, when you, when people pop up talking about the kind of therapist, <laughs> well, like, what's going on? Crazy? No, I'm not even crazy, I'm just, too. I'm just talking. <laughs> right. I can't talk to y'all niggas. Yeah. I'm talking to somebody. Right. Like, and, and, too, like, how they even associate it on the media. Like, you don't usually see black people being associated with those yeah. type of problems saying stuff like I got anxiety or I got this that and other like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm even not understanding yeah. what it means to have anxiety you know so I know full well what it means I had anxiety really bad mm -hmm. when I was like 14 15 I was taking medication for it I was on Zoloft and I just remember how it made me feel and it made me feel like I used to get real antsy just about, and I don't, I didn't know what it was about. It would just get to the point where I couldn't breathe. 
I felt like the world was closing in on me. I would be in my mom and dad's room, and that room was a nice size, but to me, it looked like a little box. It was closing in on me. My skin would start itching. I would break out in hives. Wow. So my parents, you know, talked to my pediatrician about it at the time, and I ended up getting um, put on Zolo. Mm -hmm. My doctor told me, you know, don't take the whole pill, break it in half, and take half of it because this is addictive. And only take it when you feel you need it. Don't just wake up in the morning, oh, let me pop my pill. He was like, only take it when you need it. But at a point, I was needed it every day. It was only like 12 pills in the bottle. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went through the whole bottle in a week and a half. That ain't even 12 whole days. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom took me in the bathroom because I told her, I said, Mom, my stomach hurts real bad. I feel really weak. And she was like, come on, baby. We got to throw it up. Stuck her hands down my throat, and I threw it up. From there, I decided on my own at 15, I wasn't taking that shit no more. Mm. I just had to somehow, because I, like I told my mom, I had asked her, um, you know, what about therapy? And she was like, I don't think it's going to work for you. Just based off the way that you think. And she was right. That shit wouldn't work for me. I didn't know at the time, but I decided, like, what Candace said, that, okay, I got to get better. Mentally, in my mind, I don't know, at 15 years old, I just it just clicked to me, like, this ain't yours. You ain't got to worry about these walls ain't closing in on you. They can't move by themselves. Like telling myself little stuff, the walls can't move by themselves. They don't have a mind. They're there. They're plastered. They're not moving. It's not closing in on you. And then I started practicing. I think that's when I started really working out. I started practicing breathing exercises because when I tell you we got to the point where I literally was suffocating. Mm. My mom and dad went to the store and started buying the brown paper bags so that I could breathe in and out of them. Eventually, I got pregnant like a couple years later, and at that point, just knew like I, I got a baby now. I can't. I, I don't have time for anxiety, mm -hmm. and I don't know how just it just went away. Mm. Now that my son is older, I I'm not on medication, but I will say I've had moments here and there. I just had an anxiety attack like three days ago. Really. Yeah, and I was at home by myself, mm. curled up on the floor in the corner, feeling like my house was closing in on me. But for me, like I said, I'm very spiritual, so I just told myself, uh -uh, God got this, God got this. And eventually I was able to calm down. I started making jokes in my head. Like, mm. I'm not crazy, but literally, like, talking to myself in my head, like, Mickey, look. You ain't got time for niggas to be out here thinking you crazy, bitch. Man the fuck up. Calm your ass down. Like saying this stuff in my head, and I know stuff like that may not work for everyone, mm -hmm. but it, even though, like I said, my son is older, to me, he's still a baby. Mm -hmm. And to me, he's going to need me to the day he dies. Mm -hmm. So I had to tell myself, like, this ain't you. God didn't get us to you. And like she said, and it, it takes me back to being little and being raised by my parents and my grandma and prayer and church. My therapist 
was God, has always been God, and that really helped to bring me to a place three days ago when it just came out of nowhere, and I hadn't had no anxiety attack in years. You know, like years, and it just came out of nowhere. I'm sit, I'm watching TV, and it just all of a sudden I started looking around like, what the fuck is going on? You know, really? Yeah. So that's crazy, Nikki. Wait, so no, I'm saying like I, I be when sometimes when y'all do share like certain things, I be in shock because I be like, but like black people do go through these things, but you know it's been well we can't talk about it. Yeah, we're not privy to give our information out because if Billy and Sarah say, oh it's okay, that's normal, we're gonna get you help. If a black person say it, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You crazy. Yeah. And that's coming from our own community. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily the white person looking at you saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It's your own community like, okay, you tripping, whatever. And I think that's what it is. People got to get familiar with the fact that mental health issues don't look like anything. That's what I was right. saying. Like, even though in our community, like, it is, it's one of those things, like, like I said, when somebody sit down, they're like, yeah, I've been talking to a therapist. It's like, what was going on with you this whole time? Mm -hmm. Since when? Are you crazy? And all this other stuff. And I think people just got to kind of be a little bit more compassionate and say, you know what? Mental health is something we all just got to be aware of. We all can fall victim to different things if we put in certain positions. These certain experiences could bring us all to this moment as a human being. So. Yeah. And I'm like, what, Mick? You just told me. You seen me and when we was on the little group chat and stuff. Yeah. You, like, just calm. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's what's up that you can actually be, like, a testimony to, hey, yeah. you could get your I, shit together. I talk about it because I know that there's somebody out there who feels like they have no one to talk to about it. And yeah. any way that I can be a testimony or a blessing or help from my story... I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I want my, my people to thrive. Mm -hmm. I want them to thrive. And if you can't seek for help within your own black community, who can you seek it from? Mm -hmm. Other than God. We all can seek God. But God puts people down here too to help each other. We, we're, we're supposed to be helpers. Mm -hmm. So if I can't help you, what am I doing? What am I doing? But, um, yeah, aside from alternative alternative medicine, like marijuana and stuff, mm -hmm. what are, or what are, I got some ideas of other ways that you can, you know, help yourself mentally or your mental well-being, like proper exercise, nutrition. Um, also, ensuring your body is something a lot of, Black people don't, I won't say they don't talk about it, but they can't really talk about it because they don't know about it. Yeah, food plays a part into your mental. There's a lot of people. Okay, I'm going I'm to use celebrities, mm -hmm. for example. There's a lot of celebrities out here who ensure their body parts. Like, like the hands like and stuff? Insure their body parts. Like, you know how you get insurance on your car? Yeah, your like yeah. insure your body things. parts. Like when Amy Marie was hot, she had insurance on her legs. Oh, yeah. wow. Rihanna has her legs insured. Rihanna so. has insurance on her legs. Tina Turner has insurance on her legs. 
Um, Whitney Houston had insurance on her voice. Michael Jackson had insurance on his entire body and his voice. Wow. Um, there's a lot of people, black people out here, who are insuring their body parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that that ties into your your wealth side, too. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you're doing something. Let's say you are, I don't know, an architect. <clears throat> and you break your hands to the point where they're not going to heal properly. Mm-hmm. And you can't use them no more. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because, like, as a dancer, I was always speaking of like alternatives. Like, I, I guess I didn't really. I was one of those people that underestimated like people becoming depressed and things. I didn't really start going through like different levels of depression and things like that until I got to college, and like, um, it got to a point where I would like get really sad. I couldn't eat. I could lose an appetite and things like that. And through dance, it was, like, therapeutic at one point in life. Mm-hmm. But then it became, like, one different alloy, such as money. And I got, I'm dancing all day in school, and I'm not making enough money to pay my rent. That's when it was, like, okay. And I think sometimes, like, even with you naming celebrities that are getting paid for what they're good at, I think that's another thing that needs to be encouraged in our community. Yeah. It's okay to have an outlet that might be the arts. Like, maybe you might need to paint a fucking picture. Or maybe you should sing a little something. Or go outside yeah. and find a good sport you like. Because you have to get that those feelings. You have to move them out of your body. That's all energy yeah. and stuff that's really, like, being housed within your soul. Well, not even within your soul, but, like, your body. Let's just stick to that. Especially, like, um, for all these celebrities to be insured. Like, I guess... It is something like we do need to have a bigger conversation about what it means to be uh, wealthy and what it means to make money from things such as uh, singing and dancing. Because I feel like that's the worst part of the community. Like people play those jobs down and make yeah. it seem like it's too far fetched or something. Yeah. Yep. And that can take a toll on your mental health too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I have a dream of being a ballet dancer. Girl, what? A ballet dancer. Do you hear me? And I'm like, it's a real thing. There are so many beautiful black ballerinas out here that a lot of, I remember a couple years ago, I went to see, um, damn, her, her name just slipped my mind. But she was uh, performing in The Nutcracker. I think it was 2018. Misty Copeland. Misty Copeland. So I went to see her in a Nutcracker, and I just remember telling some of the people at my job, they're like, oh, what are you doing this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I was able to um, score tickets to go see Misty Copeland. Who is Misty Copeland? She's a ballerina. Oh, really? Oh, okay. She's a black ballerina. A black ballerina? Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's only like the biggest ballerina out here. She's not the only and, one. No, like, yeah. I know she's not the only one, but like they were so they did they just looked like, oh, okay, you like that type of stuff? Like <laughs> I was like, you know, which I it's, hate a, it. it's just a form of art. Like there's not people put such a stigma on oh, when you are black, you grew up in this neighborhood, you're not supposed to like stuff outside of 
basketball and rap. Yeah, urban things. They don't really believe like when I tell people, oh my God, I swear to God, if I could be a ballerina, I would. That is my favorite form of art. I swear I love ballet so fucking much. But you know what though (laughs) Like with that whole thing That's based on your environment That's not all black people That's based on your surroundings Because if you go to Like My friend is um, Born and bred in Harlem And when I went there The black people there Are completely different Even the ones that's in the hood Like If you was to talk about her there They wouldn't know exactly They might say it in the hood Time like Oh yeah that bitch That that twinkle toe bitch Misty Yeah we know her But the thing is Wherever you're at You gotta also consider Your environment That's why that is so important Where you decide to take a location at Because They could tell you about her And then some Some other ballerinas Because the art form Just art in general Is major out there Amongst black people So I wouldn't necessarily say That it's black people That didn't know about her It's just that The area That you're surrounded in Don't know about it As an experience However though The black people That I was speaking with About this these were black people that went to schools like Cranbrook. And it's funny because I found that more people in the hood knew who she was. It was your black people that grew up. No, but that don't have to be a hood thing. That's why no, I said your environment. Like, your environment. Like, if you don't have a big art, especially if you're not. Michigan is pretty much known for one thing, and that's cars. And it really, unfortunately, hopefully we get past that. But if you put yourself, like, that's why they tell people you need to get out of where you're at because you will have more people that look like you that relate to that that will be able to be like, yeah, no. So I'm not saying that it has to do with your community, suburb, or city. It It doesn't matter. who didn't know who she was. They had the opportunity. Their parents took them to operas and took them to ballets. And it was just far-fetched. Like, if I threw out, I, I can't think of the, um, the white guy name who was who played her prince. They knew who he was. <laughs> and But they didn't know who she was. She also a black woman, so. Oh, my. Right. But these were black people who grew up in... Birmingham and grew up with the Silver Spoons and their families did take them to these type of events and they didn't know who she was but they knew who the white guy was so it's kind of like yes your your environment definitely plays a part into it but it's also your I want to say your your research your parenting um the way you grow up plays a part in it as well because you have most kids in the hood, they don't have the opportunity to go see these things. I know when I went to see her, I was able to score tickets. I made a small donation to Wayne State, and they gave me the ticket for free. But the price of the ticket, the actual price of the ticket, expensive. couldn't no kid in the hood go see her, even if they wanted to. I was going to say, as my experience, because I've been doing ballet since I was in the I want to say I didn't start taking the technique until sixth grade, but I got the opportunity to dance with Dance Theater Harlem, which is a all black ballet. So like in New York and things. And I will say like when I got to dance for them in high school, um, 
when I did tell people in my direct circle, like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, the response was like immediately in the hood, like, oh yeah, you at the opera house, or yeah, they know exactly where you're going, especially in the urban cities. But when I did go to college, it was like, all right, my immediate counterparts did make me feel like I was in school for the wrong things. Because when it came down to it, it's like, okay, we're all in the table, we're all around the table saying, yo, what you going to school for? And I say, oh, I'm going to school for, I'm a dance major. Mm-hmm. Oh, you a part of the dance department? Yeah. Oh, they let black people in the dance department? Well, yeah, it's probably like seven of us. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then it's like the levels that it comes with. Like, in order to obtain your dance degree, you have to be, you have to perform. You need a real performance credit, right? And the thing about it is, so many black students have experienced not being able to graduate it because you know what? There's a thing called typecasting. So, yeah. So, with typecasting, like for me, at, the, at one point, you have like different girls that are black, but you got a ballet teacher. They are we already slim for our community. Like for y'all, I'm skinny. For them, you too muscular. You got too many. You got too much going on. Your assets is doing too much. Like, but back in my own community, it's like, yeah, you just real fit. You just real slim. You just slim, thick, whatever. And I think, and I, and it's like the support you lack from your counterparts is like, damn. How does y'all think this gonna play on my mental when? My immediate teachers are already telling me I don't really belong here or it might not work out or they already kind of, you know, giving off that vibe that mm-hmm. I might not be good enough. And then y'all sitting up here like, huh, you ain't going to school for business? So you trying to own a dance school? Oh, you just trying to perform? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, y'all. Like, <laughs> there was, um, this show that I was watching on Netflix, it was like a and it's about, I can't think of the name of it. I'm about to go to my Netflix so I can see if I can find it. But mm-hmm. it's about this black girl who um, ends up getting a scholarship to this prestigious school, I think it's in Chicago, for ballet. Mm-hmm. And she is killing it. Pretty little things. Pretty little things. Yeah. yeah, she is killing it. But you can already see and tell, like, who is this black girl? What is she doing here in our prestigious school for ballet? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, people may look at this show and think, okay, well, yeah, this is a TV show. This is fiction. But I'm like, no, this really happens to black girls and boys who want to pursue a career in ballet. Mm-hmm. This really happens. And it definitely, you can see on the show how it was playing on her mental and then certain things started changing by the way she was acting because she wanted to fit in with her white counterparts. Because the rest of the people at the school were white, I think, except for one other person, a boy. But it played on, you can see how it played on her mental well being. And this was something that she wanted so bad. And then the school started telling her, well, you know you only got here because our lead dancer, she committed suicide and we had an open spot. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, but y'all had an open spot. But y'all picked me for that spot. <laughs> There's a million other dancers out here. Well, it wasn't that we thought you were good. It was because, you know, we needed some diversity here. So they, were, they started at her, no, you're really here because you're black. Like, it ain't, we don't really care that you can or can't dance. And they do that. They start making her feel like 
her skill was not that good, but she was literally better than all of Everybody. them. But it really played on her mental state of mind. Like, this is a fictional show, but this shit is so real. And I think that's what the thing is about. That's why I brought up with the uh, we was talking about Meghan Markle and all that other stuff. I think they make these shows fictional to desensitize what people are really going through in real life. Like, it be real ass shit going on within the stuff, but it's the whole gesture that now we can literally say it's just TV or it's just, that ain't real. We can just easily say, you acting like this person or you just doing that for attention. Like, mm -hmm. and people make it to where they, it's just like they kind of disregard the whole weight of what somebody could be feeling, you know? I, yeah, I think we need to um, normalize black individuals insuring their body parts like this is not just something that celebrities do you get insurance on your car right yeah you get insurance on your house you got insurance on your car needs right yeah. but see that's Shit. the thing most black people are not insured that's what i was about to say most well, black. Saying, well, the ones you can't but because here's the thing when you think of the insurance thing Insurance is high. Most niggas don't. When you look at people, even when they have the basic good insurance on their car, it's still not going to cover the car because when they get in a, God forbid, a big accident and that deductible, say you have a, a 500 deductible, but if you pay a 500 deductible, your monthly going to be higher, especially in Michigan. So you might be paying three to $400 a month on a vehicle. People, most people don't even insure their homes. Well, most black people don't even own homes to insure. But if you are owning your home to insure your home, they try to get package deals through their car uh, insurance. But if they don't have that, do like insurance per month could be damn near three thousand dollars. So when you add in that, and then you talking about insuring your body, and then you got it, it's not every because that's prominent in places like. LA where you it's the cosmetic land of the world so when you're in places like here it's harder to find someone to insure right. you but that's to insure your body part you gonna be spending like top dollar but that's the thing like it's I'm, there are some black people who will do it no I'm not saying it's but not it's also a thing of black people don't know that you can do it and that's the thing like you you know to say well they can't afford it but for the ones who can afford it, they don't know about it. And that's what I'm saying. There needs to be a conversation about it because there's so much out here for us to grab on and mm -hmm. grasp, but we don't know about it. Yeah. They weren't, we weren't taught about it. You know, that's why I'm, I'm big on, yeah, you go to school. Yeah, you got teachers, but you got to educate. Your teacher's just going to teach you from 8 to 2 yeah. or however long these kids in school now. You got to continue that education on. Like, I see so many parents right now who, not the ones who are working and can't really be with their kids during this COVID time, but so many parents now, oh, my kid got to go back to school. My kid got to go back to school because I don't know what I'm doing. Pick up the book. <laughs> Read the textbook with the kid. Right. And not for the kids. Right. And I'm saying, saying, they ain't even giving these kids saying, books. Like, not the, not <laughs> the, the remote one. They ain't getting no Google, books. You could find anything on Google. Not the parents who really don't have the time or to do it, but for the parents who mm. do have the time to do it. They, stay at home, mom. Stay at home, dad. The problem is they they instant to be like, oh, I'm over this shit. Yeah. Right. Like, I just <laughs> remember. That's why I ain't got no job. No. I remember. <laughs> This is why I said, like, how I hear people say, 
oh, these young mothers, they don't teach, they, no, that's bullshit. Because I had my son at 17, 18 years old. And not to give my age away, but my son got full ride scholarship to college. Mm -hmm. He's at Michigan mm -hmm. State right now. Mm -hmm. He got full ride scholarship to like 12 different colleges. Mm -hmm. He picked the whole ass Michigan State. But that's a different story. <laughs> but what I'm saying yes. is, I was, I was 17 when I gave birth to my son. I turned 18 20 days later. Mm -hmm. And I was going well, he a Capricorn. He's okay. January 2nd. I'm sorry. I but, no, you good. But I was going to school. I was doing I was doing online school. And then I was going. And then I started going to college. And I just knew that I didn't want. I knew, okay, we already in the hood. His father not around. Yes, I had my family. But I made it my business to, when he has homework, I don't care if he says, I understand it. I'm still looking over that shit. I'm going to make sure you understand it. During the summertime, he hated me for for a while. During the summertime, I made him write me a paper about a black person um, every single week. During the summertime, I was like, okay, it's Friday. I want that paper. Mm. You can write about any black person you want. I don't care if they're a singer, actor, criminal, mass murderer. I don't care. Yeah. I want a full-page paper about it because I wanted him to learn how to do research. I wanted him to know there's more out here than hip hop and basketball. I wanted him to know that you, I already knew you're a black man. You're gonna be a black man. You a baby now, you a kid. But one day it's gonna come when you're gonna be a black man. And I want you to be mentally prepared for what the world is gonna throw at you. I am so proud. I get so many compliments from Everybody telling me, Karen is a unicorn. Where the hell did this kid come from? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because I made it, yes, I had my family there to help, but I made it my business to make sure. I told them, look, if you don't want to go to college because you feel like that's not something you want to do, by all means, don't go. I don't want you racking up student loans for something you ain't going to use. Yeah. But you got to do something. What? It, let's find your passion. Or let's start, like, I'm not saying you 17, 18, you automatically going to know your passion. But let's start looking. Let's see, what is it, some, what, what do you think about every day? Yeah. For him, he loves cars from the time he was a baby mm -hmm. all the way up to now. And my dad, being an electrician, he loved the engineering side. So now he's telling me, oh, I'm thinking, I don't even know the word. Some big-ass word mm -hmm. that has to do with... Cars and engineering, I don't know. He's smart as shit. But had I never, I feel like had I never taken that step to really make sure that he got more than what he got at school, yeah. he might not be as intelligent and not just book smart, but smart in the world. My son could talk to the niggas in the hood and he could have a conversation with a scholar. Yeah. And I feel like that's a thing in like black communities where, yes, I get it. Parents are tired. We deal with so much shit. I'm a black female whose son's father saw him one fucking time. Hmm. One time. And I thank God that I did have my family, all my family, my, bro my brothers, my sisters, my mom and dad, there 
to help me, but for me it wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna just push him off on y'all. No. Mm-hmm. I it's still to this day. I talk to that he's he's nineteen now, but I talk to I call my baby, I talk to him every single day. I ask him, How are you doing? What are, what's going on in school today? To the point where now he's up there in college doing whatever because he is still a boy, but he calls me three in the morning. Mom, let me tell you about this project I just did. I'm mm-hmm. like, baby, it's three in the morning. I'm tired. Right. <laughs> let me tell you about this. Let me. Do you know about this? He says to me stuff. He he knows that I love, um, like stuff about space and planets. He sends me all the stuff. I'm like, oh god, I just think it's pretty. Yeah. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on on this planet. <laughs> yeah. But you like seeing it. But that's the thing, and I wanted to make sure that mentally he. Was there and there? There was a time where he was about fifteen, and he came to me, and he told me, you know, my, I feel like I'm going crazy. I, it's so much in my brain. I know too much, and I don't know where all this knowledge is coming from. And I'm like, baby, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You're not crazy. He was like, when I, I try to talk to my friends about it, and they don't understand, they don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Having a home that's that not your problem. <laughs> that's, that's not your problem. You're intelligent. You are blessed with this knowledge, but you also worked to acquire this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up for with your friends. I'm saying your friends are stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're stupid. I'm just saying. I'm like, no, I don't think they're stupid, but he's telling me I can't talk to them about certain things because they don't understand what I'm talking about. And then he told me one of his friends was like, damn, Karen, you, you, I don't know, you too smart for me. You're trying to make it a bad thing. And I told him, the hood nigga and me said, man, fuck that nigga. Mm -hmm. He ain't your friend. That ain't your friend. Fuck him. Because who's going to make fun of you for being smart and intelligent? That's not your friend. Fuck him. But that's how I am with computers. Mm Mm-hmm. I will learn anything. In front of a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in front of a computer, I can learn anything. To the point where it got it got bad to where I'm trying to figure out the wildest things to do on a computer. <laughs> That's what's up though. Oh, yeah. like, bro, like it was to the point like I was Ooh, like I a, a genius on that bitch. I could whoop whoop whoop. And bring up niggas' whole information. That's literally I almost got kicked Shut out of the eighth grade for breaking into the school yes. system. Yeah. Listen, hacker. I was making my own report cards. Yeah. <laughs> you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, about that too. And it was just from what they taught us. Mm-hmm. What they taught us, and I looked at the paper, I'm like, oh. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got caught eventually, but that's because I was. <laughs> that was, I was point. I was too wild with it. <laughs> you know, drug dealers make so yep. much money, they get reckless with it. Yeah. That, that was me. I'm leaving a report card around the house. I'm like, no report card. <laughs> Yeah, to look at this. Said, <laughs> hey, my mama, uh, like this, no, She had to pick me up one day, and she threw a folder on my lap. <laughs> what was this? All in It was my trash room. <laughs> I'm like, ah, you got me, baby girl. <laughs> 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 white people do it all day and then they get two months in jail mm-hmm. and they don't even start the full two months or you, yeah, did you know how, when they catch hackers they give them jobs yeah yeah 
when they catch super hackers, they give them jobs to the work like, like, Yeah, I about to say work with, with the FBI. Mm-hmm. But you know FBI ain't shit. Anyway, so. But yeah, a lot of these tech companies um, are hackers. Mm-hmm. Tech companies hire hackers. Like, okay, you know what? We're not fun. You enjoy me. You know what the fuck you doing. Mm-hmm. You want a job? Yeah. And they give it to you. Wow. Uh, I, I was going to ask too, like, because that's a, um, for you to be like a mom and then you already like kind of surpassing the fact that you went through anxiety. Did you ever have any like, not realize, but like a moment of doubt raising your son by yourself? Or it was just, Immediately, like that moment, you was like, "It's the end all, be all." You made your mind. Yeah, there were moments where I felt like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. And but then I would just look at, and I don't know. I feel like it was God because when I would have those moments, then I would just randomly get an email from one of his teachers saying. Oh, he's not in trouble. I just want to thank you because you have done an amazing job with this child. And I know the situation. I've never shied away from telling people that, you know, his father wasn't in his life. I'm not just going to put it out there. But if you ask me, I'm not going to hold him up either. You know, he wasn't in his life. But I did have those moments, and I honestly feel like it was God because I would when I get to that place. Because, like, I'm very good at hiding my feelings. And that's something that I'm working on because I know there are people who do, you know, who are there for me. I've just always felt like I had to deal with this shit on my own. So, I... Not to cut you off, did your upbringing play a part in that? No. Okay. That that was just so That was just just me. I don't know. I just felt like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got to deal with this shit on my own. And I think it was because I didn't want the pity party. It wasn't like I didn't think people would help me. Mm-hmm. It was like, for me, I'm not the only one dealing with shit. They got shit going on with them. So why am I going to throw more shit on them? I'm going to deal with this shit myself. Too. Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't like, oh, they don't care about me. No, I genu- genuinely was like, oh, they care too much about me. I don't want to put this extra burden on them. And so I'm going to deal with it myself. Yeah. So I was really good at moments where I had deep depression and nobody knew because I always knew how to wear a smile on my face. So I would have those moments like, God, I love my child. I don't have a job. God, what am I doing? My daddy taking care of my son. I know he probably tired of taking care of him financially, you know, which my daddy wasn't. But these are the thoughts that's going through. My head, I'm 19, 20 years old thinking this stuff. Um, but like I said, I honestly think it was God because I, then I would randomly get an email from his teacher at 8 o'clock at night. Oh, I just want to thank you, Miss McRae, for the way you raised your son. He is a breath of fresh air. If I had a whole class of him, I would love coming to work. Right now, I hate it. <laughs> right now, I hate people. Or I would randomly get a phone call from his teachers telling me, you know, like, okay, so there was this one time, there was this boy bothering him. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't hitting him back or whatever, because I told him, like, you know, I don't want you to get in fights or whatever, but the boy kept bothering him. Right. So I told him, like, you know what? You tell your teachers that they're not doing nothing, mm-hmm. handle your business. <laughs> so I got a call from the teacher, the principal at the time, mm-hmm. told me, um, 
So the boy was bullying him, and he got tired of it and pushed him down a flight of stairs. He broke his arm. I talked to the parents about it because their son's constantly bothering him, mm -hmm. and they, they won't come to the parent meetings. You know, it just so happens that Karen is stronger than him. So I'm thinking, oh my God, my baby's about to get kicked out of school because it's a, a zero tolerance zone for violence. Principal said, but we love him so much, we just gonna give him in-school detention. But the other boy is out of here. Yeah. So you don't even have to worry about him anymore. All worked out. It all worked out. Yeah, so it's just like those moments where I, I had the little bouts of depression, it was always something where I just opened my eyes and saw like, you know what, you are doing a good job mm -hmm. raising him yeah. on all aspects. So. Thank you for sharing that because that's a lot of times I think that's my thing too with being a black woman. These stereotypes be just you have to learn like they are a little perfect. It's just come down to people characteristics like you got to it's a mind thing. Like that's why I ask like did you just decide that this happened yeah. or whatever because even for you to be like in an age where you're 17, 18, you have a kid you're already dealing with something like heavier than so that, much, you yeah. know? So much more shit I was and then dealing with. dealing with knowing people, people always got some shit to say. Oh, so, trust me. <laughs> and you already got anxiety. So it's the, just like the fact that my son's father was never in his life and yeah. I never understood this shit. There were boys in my neighborhood going around telling people that they were the father of my child. Knowing damn well that I've never even touched you. Wow. I've only been with one person. That's so fucked up. So that was another thing I had to deal with. Like, why are you going around? First of all, who the hell wants to claim a baby that ain't even theirs and you know it's not theirs? Mm -hmm. There's people coming up to me, oh yeah, so so-and-so is his daddy? That's no. some insensitive ass No. Yeah. I never even been with that person. Oh, this person his daddy? No. no. Well, he said that he was the... No. Why y'all even doing this? Do y'all ever even see him with my child? Right. No. Oh, it was it was a lot that I was dealing with, but not to just stay on this because I could talk about it all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do believe that you know, like proper exercise, nutrition also plays a part in your mental state. Um, we eat so much shit that's fucking up our brains. I ain't gonna lie, I eat it too. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, it was crazy though to like when I noticed the difference as far as like you know how you try to fast or something and then you just realize you just got more energy and things like that. But even like do your research on what those food chemicals produce, like they do sometimes make you just think some type of way. And then they, John, did y'all uh, see the uh, article about the? Breaking down the Popeye's chicken sandwich uh, ingredients. Mm-mm. No. And, like, okay, so, like, most of the ingredients within it, some of them were, like, color names. So, like, you know, with it being artificial and all that other shit, they have them in colors. Uh, so, to make a long story short, some of them say, like, red, yellow, orange, something, okay, orange five. Like, wait, oh. Yeah, orange five or something like that. The dye pack. Exactly. But they putting it in the chicken and research has shown that these type of things activate violent not violence but like survival tactics, like aggressive, you know, just feelings in within the body. And I'm like, 
Of course, the shit, like, of course y'all just gonna be putting chicken in the hood every fucking where. Of course, <laughs> like, but it's like, it's even like the, that's why I'm like, the mind games that black people even have to go through too with addressing mental health. We have to also address the shit that's in our community to make us feel like this. Like, the food is terrible across the board. And it's really fucking, it's fucked up how terrible it is. Cause it's like, but it's like, you can't get quality food at, at any of these chain provided restaurants that are given to us unless it's like a black owned business or it's a mom and pop shop or something like that like it should never be the case where the government is in charge of what we have but they're not giving us what we need yeah mm-hmm. that's true i think we talked about this on either our first or second episode like how it's a liquor store on every corner mm-hmm. in black neighborhoods i mentioned that coming out here and i was like have- yeah going through some shit and you like man fuck it i need a drink the liquor store right there for you to go get it and not your finest liquor no mm-hmm. not the not the wine that's just gonna help you wind down no it's the hard shit shit that's gonna have you out in the morning yeah it's fucking up your liver and fucking up your brain cells it make me it makes me it really does give me like real angry just thinking about it because i'm like all of this shit ain't our fault like, once you figure out, like, to address what it means to be a human being, like, that's how I, I tend to try to um, always hit every situation. Like, you're a human being first. You can never judge somebody. Don't ever sit up here and judge a situation you ain't never been in before. And try not to take advice from people you wouldn't switch places with. Yeah. So, and it's like, as a human being, we got to give ourselves room as black people to be like, this shit was a setup. Like, we not completely aggressive like how they said it was like we're not doing all this but also those in the community stop feeding into this narrative stop making it hard on other fucking people that are trying to just get by that are just trying to do the right fucking thing yep so i was gonna ask like from your you guys perspective what are some things or some steps that you think um black people could take just to you know like ensure their mental well-being what you mean like well, moving forward, forward like just moving forward like once it's yeah like i know we already addressed like the therapist thing um but do you guys have any you know just take on what you think black people could do moving forward to address their or just to keep themselves mentally healthy mm-hmm. I think one thing I think could be cool to just allow it to be a you and yourself conversation first. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to have that intimacy with your conscious and subconscious and be like, all right, do you feel like you can really talk to somebody? Like, do you feel like you need to talk to somebody or are you going to get your shit together by yourself? Do you think it's enough for you to do? Do you think you have the strength? And then be open to the different avenues you can take. Like just be open to talking to somebody and understanding that, yeah, you might like talking to somebody just because that therapist didn't work out. They'll give your ass another one. They will definitely. It's not the end all be all. If you meet somebody who wasted your time the first day, that happens. Versus just completely shutting the idea out. And I think another thing is people got to really be kind to themselves in the beginning of that process. Yes. Don't be so judgmental yes. on yourself. Because um, I know I don't judge other people, but I'm very critical of myself. Yeah, 
very critical. I think, like, for me, uh, and I could just use myself as an example, um, I really feel like meditation helped me a lot because I, the type of person I am, I really don't trust people. So, and I, I've built that uh, idea of just, just shit I dealt with. And when things got really bad, like, I mean, I tried to commit suicide many times. And I really, I didn't have anyone there to pick me up. And it was crazy because I was always the backbone in the sense of trying to lift people up, trying to, you know, help everybody see, like, hey, this, this is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I was going through a plethora of things, and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. And it just got to a point where I'm like, hmm, well, I don't have a shoulder I can lean on. Um, I don't know when this feeling is going to come back. I don't, I don't know. And I really just had to dig back into myself to that little girl and just really just say like yo if you 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 see this you visualize this shit you want to live the best life you want to be happy you're gonna have to talk to yourself because it doesn't matter if you talk to somebody because that person may not always be able to be there um that person may not understand or if the person may understand they may be dealing with their own thing and i'm like you can't tell a person who has attempted suicide many times that hey look hey things gonna get better this is gonna turn around for you and they're presently keep saying like no it's not it's not nothing's changing nothing's changing so it kind of got to the point where it was just like a it wasn't a fuck everybody type of mindset but it was more so like almost like that movie with um Martin, welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. It was like, it's the team of you. You have to be your own cheerleader because you don't have nobody to talk to who is going to essentially be there for you all the time. And it's not even about family because family can only show up so much. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you 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 can't text nobody. You Nobody's coming over. I mean, it's 3 a.m. You're in your bed. You're crying. You're looking at something. You got a bottle of pills. And you might be like, I'm cool one day, and your family thinks you're cool one day, and then the next day you do the same thing, but you're still like, no, I'm cool. So I feel like you have to get to the point, for me, I said, I had to get to the point where I became my own best friend. And I will remember, like, uh, Beyonce's song, Me, Myself, and I, became my favorite song because I had it on repeat. And I just remember, like, just certain shit, I just started changing my mindset, start, um, I had to forcefully do it you have to do this shit on purpose and even though where people have um they suffer things mentally and it causes them to feel some way and they're always trying to look for an out it's like for me you have to be your own out nothing else no even like marijuana like i don't smoke marijuana never smoked marijuana in my life i'm not against it you do it you do it but it was nothing else no other substance nothing sex alcohol whatever nothing else can bring you out of a dark hole you have to do that shit on purpose you have to literally talk to yourself it's like um like if a person is like a paraplegic and they're talking to their they're in their mind and those people who eventually get feeling again you your mind 
it's the most powerful thing ever. You have to talk to yourself literally and tell yourself like either you gonna live or you gonna die. And that's what it was for me. Either I'm gonna live or I'm gonna die. Do I wanna live and you know, try to reap the fruits of, you know, my labor or do I just wanna cash it in? And so just looking at that, I honestly feel like that for me today is why I'm, I can really be by myself. Like, I don't have to talk to no one. I can literally sit and be myself. Like, when, when Corona happened last year and everything was shut down, and people were like, yeah, we can't go out, we can't do I was fine with it because I'm like, I had to become my best friend because of, you know, repetitive situations and having friends come in your life and leave out your life, and you're questioning, like, well, what did I do even though you didn't do anything? And it's like that shit can play on your mental too. And can cause you to revert back to like, you know what, fuck it. So for me, that's literally where I just said into, okay, I'm gonna have to just do this shit on purpose. Like if I'm doing my hair, if I'm doing my makeup or if I'm styling my clothes, I'm purposely doing that shit because I wanna feel better about myself. So mentally I had to tell myself, you just have to love yourself and tell yourself purposely, I want to get better. For me, I want to succeed for me, even though people do things and they say, yeah, I want to I want to have this for my family or I want to be able to do this so me and my friends could travel here. Like I had to shut all that shit out. Like I had to close all that noise out and say, focus on you, because I spent so much time focusing on 10 others versus myself. And it just literally led me into a dark hole where it was like. At the end of the day, you you only got you, you know. So that's just from my perspective. Yeah. I do like I I've been recently meditating, um, so I do agree with that part. Um, and it used to be really hard for me to meditate, but I found this app that really helps. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of the app, and there were so many apps that I had. I'm like, this shit ain't working for me. But this one app in particular. That really helps with med- meditation. I do believe like meditation is really, it's called headspace. Mm-hmm. Meditation, because I had the calm app, I had all that, it didn't work for me. Really? The headspace one does work for me, but to each his own. But yeah, and, it's, and that's the thing too, like when she said, focusing on me. A lot of people feel like they're being selfish when doing that. But no, you're being selfish to yourself if you don't take the time to focus on you yeah you can't help nobody else if you can't help yourself Mm -hmm. you can't be there for nobody else if you can't be there for yourself you really have to i i I quote this all the time love yourself first because you can't love nobody else if you can't love yourself first so yeah focusing on yourself definitely um i agree i agree with that a hundred percent um I was going to say, Candice, like, with you, like, going through all of that, did you ever, I know you said you wanted to, like, be the backbone. Would you ever think about talking to other people about it? Like, did you have, because I know me, I ain't got that many friends, but I know, like, did you ever feel the need to talk to your family or close friends? Like, I've, I've brought it up to my family at times, but... For me, like, I'm very, very, very independent. So Mm -hmm. I was never, 
and it was it was for me it was really like a you can ask for help you can tell them about it but at the end of the day what can they really do mm-hmm. and even when it came to people that I wasn't related to like I would open up initially I used to open up to people but then it was like I started seeing this like domino effect and I'm a real I, I could read energies very well mm-hmm. and it would be like sometimes I'm like damn I know this person ain't shit but I don't they not showing me yet but I could just feel it sense it and then lo and behold it would show like you know your intuition was right so when I kept seeing that being played out it was like alright you know what at some point you gotta make a change and I just literally just cut off the switch and I just was like nah I'ma just stay to myself and that I know for sure like that played a part in a lot of the the depression and sadness because it's like I don't have you really get to a point where you feel like you don't have anyone to turn to. And when you feel like you don't have anyone to turn to, even when you feel like God neglecting you, you know, whether you believe in God or not, it's like I really have to show up for myself. Like that's why I said purposely, because you're like at the end of the day. I was born alone. I'm going to die alone. And I can't rely on the fact that maybe this person might be here to offer me help because maybe they may not be here to offer me help. And people don't know exactly the extent of it. Like you can, I don't think anybody's going to be 100% honest when they're dealing with depression and and suicide. They're not going to sit up here and tell you like, yeah, I had an episode 10 minutes after I talked to you. Because then you start feeling like, okay, now I'm a burden to this individual, to these individuals. So it's like, okay, now you start beating up yourself because you're like, I just feel like I'm weak. And you know, like in the core, you're like, I'm not, I'm not a weak person. What the fuck is going on? So that's where I was just like, you know what? I, I could talk to people, but it don't matter. Because mm-hmm. if I talk to like if I talk to somebody that I'm thinking I'm cool with and then they do some you know, backhanded shit, then it's like, okay, now I want to just really come fuck you up. And if I lay these hands to you, like, I already know it's going to be a dangerous situation. And then your family is like, okay, I could tell you and you could offer advice, but you don't understand this thing. Like, if you haven't done it, especially as many times as I tried to do it, it's like, for me, I feel like you cannot understand unless you're me. You don't really get where I'm coming from. And I even know that for myself. So that's why I'll be like reluctant to offer advice on certain situations because I'm like, if I didn't actually go through it, how can I really offer you advice? So for me, it was like, if you're not really going through what I'm going through, if you're not living what I'm living day to day, then you can't really tell me how to feel or what I should do or how I should react. So I just was like, okay, I'm going for the outsiders. They were like the middleman. I'm like, I got to cut them out. And I just got to focus on me. And I have to coach myself. I got to change my voice in my head and talk to myself and say, like, yo, Candace, what the fuck? What are we doing? You know, do you do you really want to in your life or do you want just your life to get better? But right now you in a stage where you feel like ain't shit moving. And it got to a point where that's I really got involved in writing because it was like I was writing letters to myself. I really started doing poetry. Um, I think I might have mentioned this a few episodes. I would write music. I would make beats. So it was like 
I had to put that energy into something that was talking back to me. And then I started like with meditation and just writing down um, affirmations like you are this person. And it became a mantra where I was saying it repeatedly. And it's like mentally I started believing it where it should display physically. So that really helped pull me out of, I want to say like a rabbit's hole. Because I know I was like, I, I don't, I didn't feel pleasures from, like how some people suppress their pain with drinking. I seen people drink and it was, that wasn't my thing. Like I didn't want to do that. If anything, the only thing I probably would have done was sex, but I couldn't relate to sex because I was current, I was damaged from that too. So it was like, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, go crazy with alcohol. I ain't interested in that. I thought about being a singer, so I wasn't smoking nothing. I was molested, and then I was raped. So it was like, I can't, there's no there's outlet. No escape. There, yeah, it was no escape. So for me, it was just like, okay, I, I don't want to be here anymore. So it was just like, okay, so do you really not want to be here, or are you just, you're sulking in the moment? And eventually, it was just like, like literally, <laughs> I really, I'm serious. Like I literally had to trick, trick my mind yeah. and tell myself, like, this shit is fucked up. But your story may be beneficial to someone else, and not to you say, hey, let me offer you advice in this situation. Yeah. It's just that you could tell your story. Somebody, you could write a book, and somebody could just be reading. Like, damn, she really was through the trenches with her shit. And now she's a multi-millionaire and she's living a good life. Like, yeah. So I, that's why I say, like, on purpose, I had to make up my mind. I want to live on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to succeed on purpose. I know I'm, I have a better life than this on purpose. And I feel like when you, when you do whatever you do on purpose, you really put your all into it. Yeah. So. Yeah.
So just things like stocks, bonds, cleaning up your credit, building your credit, you know, having a 401k plan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, having a college fund for your kid and not starting when they're in high school, but starting when they are little, you know. There are companies and organizations, I should have wrote this down, um, where you can actually put money in starting not when your kid enters kindergarten. You can start putting money in so by the time they do get 18, if they don't get a scholarship, they'll have enough money to go to college. And what they do is they match every dollar that you put in um, by what the price is for college during that time. So we all know that college tuition goes up every year. So let's say this year, 2021, college tuition is, I don't know, $20,000. And by the time your kid gets to college, college tuition is going to be $40,000. So what they do is they match it. They match every dollar you put in by whatever the means is for that year. So I just think this is something that a lot of... And it's, it's easy to do like that. Don't ask for much money. You can literally put in a dollar. And even if you don't get to the point where you have enough, you have the majority of coverage for your kid by the time they get to college. And if they decide they don't want to go to college, you have the option to cash that money out and take it and give it to your kid or keep it yourself. Okay. I'm going to find the information for it. I'll put it on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. Um, and this is something that, thank God, my kid got a scholarship. But this is something that I wish I knew about when he was little. I don't even know if it existed, but I'm happy it exists now because it's helping a lot of black kids be able to go to college mm-hmm. who might not get that scholarship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, like I said, college fund. And starting a trust for your kid. Now, I understand there are a lot of black families who may not have the money to start a trust for their kid but for the wealthy ones the wealthy black families they don't have trust for their kids either there are so many caucasian girls that i've gone to school with who talk about yeah you know my family has a trust for me and I felt so bad because the black girls in my class are looking like they knew what it was, but like, oh, I can't relate to you. And a lot of the black, the white girls in my class were not aware of rich. That. They weren't wealthy, but it was just something that their family just felt to do. Mm-hmm. And I know it goes back to you know, the way black people have been shunned from everything. Mm-hmm. So they may not be aware of it. That's why I'm so, I keep talking about educating yourself outside of school. We have Google. You can find anything on Google. And then, like, we really can't use being, you know, broke as an excuse. Because yeah, we like spend said, so much money on bullshit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the white girl in my class who was talking about, yeah, my family has a trust for me. Her parents ain't rich. Mm-hmm. They ain't got money like that. They do not have money, but they set up a trust for their daughter from when she was little to now she's 19 years old and she has a nice little something 
sitting under her. She could take it. Well, she didn't go to a four-year college. She, you know, went to cosmetology school with me, but she got a nice little something that she's sitting on mm-hmm. and don't have to worry about it. She still works. She's not touching it right now, but she has, you know, she has it there for in the event that she's going to need it. But like I said, like, you know, you got that. This is why you, I encourage black people to really, when you getting on the internet and you on social media and you doing this, that, and the other, take some time out and look up these ways to grow your wealth. And I feel like a lot of the younger kids, and I know people are shitting on this generation to all their music trash, and it is. You know, they doing this, that, and the other. But they're also, you see how many young kids, and I'm not talking about the scammers. These young kids starting businesses, making bank. They're serious. The they music may be garbage, they but know, they, know what the fuck they see <laughs> what was before them, and they don't want that life. Look, I'm not about to be broke out here mm-hmm. without a retirement fund. They use the technology for what it's worth, what it's like, what it's, it's there for. Potential. Yeah. They're not just on the computer, on Instagram, or TikTok or whatever. And that's the thing. They're using that. They're using those platforms to make money. Mm-hmm. I think um, another thing people do got to become familiar. Like, as far as uh, what works best for you. Like, for me personally, I know saving works best for me. Mm-hmm. All that trading shit. I'm a little nervous about it. But, you know, just becoming yeah. familiar with, like, different ways to be a little bit more financially, financially responsible. It could be little shit give yourself like a goddamn goal every month like save this much money save this much money and then kind of see at the end of the year how much money you gonna spend but that's that also like even like, yeah. with the trade in mm-hmm. yes you could be nervous about it i say yes be cautious because niggas is going to jail over that shit mm-hmm. but that's why you got to do your research on it why are people going to jail not because trading is one of the biggest scams out here <laughs> you can make money from it legally yeah. But you you see like all those white men a couple years ago went to jail off of Wall Street. Wow. The thing with trading is you really never That's know. That's what this for. Right. That's what Martha Stewart went to prison yeah. for. Yep. So they it, almost got me. So <laughs> they almost got company. me. Right. Say I got a company. My black hey little sis. Mm-hmm. Get out. Yeah. Right now. That's right. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't alert you to nothing. And you take yeah. all your money, you get Pull out. Pull it out the company. So Martha Stewart basically was like. They didn't tell me shit. Right. <laughs> yes. I did not. Y'all, I really thought, like, the trading thing was a thing to, like, the way, of course, now I know it's a scam. Yeah. They made it seem like, you know, you have all these marketing classes and all these, like, different ways to open your eyes to get now, more familiar. There with is stocks thing. and stuff that's yeah. not bullshit. Yeah. Right. You know, like, buying stock in Tesla and shit yeah, like that. Like Apple yeah, like Apple. But other A lot shit. of people, you know, they buy stock in, like, Random shit, you yeah. know, because they get a tip. Like, oh shit, buy stock in here. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And that's all like the movie. Rich people uh, just moving their money. Like, what's oh, the movie? Shit. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, mm. that when he was doing that with the penny stocks, like the stocks he was selling was it was essentially nothing. Wow. And people was putting in like he was talking on the put five thousand dollars, twenty, <laughs> mm-hmm. literally whole corporation he built. Wow. Oh. Penny pink slips. And the boy with GameStop, like he legally did it, but they still investigated him. Like, mm, how you come up with all this money? Wow. 
How you know right when to sell? Mm-hmm. But you he, could last stocks though. He um he did it legally, but he made all of that money from it. And then this you a kid. And it's like GameStop is, and it's is game about to go stop. bankrupt. Yeah. Right. So why is you investing all this money in the game stuff? Yep. Yeah. But find out he did it the legal way. So he knows good. what's with the come up. Yeah, you good. But you that's why I say for the game. Yeah, just do your yeah, well, it's not yeah, hard research. to start building money. Like, if you look at some of these old heads that are actually doing well, they just started with the whole the the sneaker box concept. You take your money because I know, even for me, I don't know if this will ever change, but I still don't feel a hundred percent comfortable with banks because you seen a few years ago, like when the whole banking crisis happened. And motherfuckers that had millions of dollars in there, they was like, oh, we we only assure up to like two million. Right. You mm-hmm. was not getting your shit back. And if you had, say, 400,000, or they did a percentage, if you had 400,000 in there, you was not getting your 400,000 back. You might have got 200,000 back. Well, I'm mad. I want the rest of my 200,000 that's un- unaccounted for. Y'all multi, they done built y'all niggas out plenty of times. Right. So you, you can still start with the whole saving you could just whatever one concept that i learned is if you get a thousand dollar check from your job try to save your hundreds and just spend your 20s you put your whatever you get when you cash your check or you put it in the bank and if you have such such set amount take your hundreds and put them away and then try to thrive off your 20s so spend maybe Eighty dollars in groceries. Mm-hmm. Buy shit that you know that's gonna be substantial and last. Pasta, rice, rice will see you through a month. <laughs> Seriously, no, and it will put weight on you. It will keep you stable and all of that. Rice is one of the best things. Get your essentials: butter, juice, milk. If you drink milk, I don't know, but have all that shit. And then when your month roll over to your next month, now you're not trying to scramble, pay rent. But the thing is. Motherfuckers don't want to be honest with Mm-mm. themselves when they get in their checks and they can't afford it and then they start buying shit. Mm-hmm. And they start just buying like, I have it, I can buy this, I can buy this. That's why like when I see certain people on Instagram posting shit, I kind of chuckle because I'm like, if you don't have children, if you not paying a car note, if you not paying rent, if you ain't paying bills, you ain't balling. You got a $1,400 check and you like, yeah, I could buy all this shit. But you you don't live alone. You ain't paying rent. You don't have a car. Okay. And if you have a car, it's a Flintstone car. Because you damn well know you ain't paying no car note on that. Okay. So that's the thing. Like you just start putting your money in the shoebox and watch by the end of that year. You can easily accumulate twenty thousand dollars. Easily. It's just how you put it up. Now, if you do have other shit that you have to take care of, that makes sense. Because rent in Michigan is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It ain't no type of scenery and you charging me $1,700 for a two-bedroom. For what scenery? Mm-hmm. Fucking cars and Royal Oak? Right. <laughs> like, no. But in other cases, like, if you do have, if you have a home or whatever where you can make the rent and the rent is not crazy high, then take your other check and send it to the side. You know, you have all these other avenues when it comes to shopping. You have Afterpay, Klarna. Um, I forgot the other one, but Quadpay. Four payments. 
And but that can get you too. That can get you. A lot of those things. A lot of those things. Also, like quad pay. I don't know if Karna, but after pay and quad pay. When you pay it off in the four to six installments, it increases your credit score. For real? Yes. It increases your. I don't think Karna does. Her face is lit but up. But I know. Don't go crazy pay, using it though. Oh, it can't catch you up. And that's the other thing. It like with credit you cards. Up. You can forget I, you got a payment due. You're like, oh, other shit. Other thing with credit cards. <laughs> I went once over. you turn 18, <laughs> once you turn 18, legally in the eyes of the law, you are, are seen as an adult. Get you a credit card. Don't lose your fucking mind, but apply for a low balance credit card. You go, oh, buy your little knickknacks or whatever, but make sure you have the money to pay it off. So let's say you, you know, you about to go buy, I don't know, food. Right. Basically, McDonald's. You 18, so you eating shit. <laughs> you go to McDonald's. You get the double quarter pounder meal. That shit going to come out to $12, $13 because McDonald's is highway robbery. Okay. Pay with your credit card. And a two to three days, pay it off with pay your little $13 off. That little $13 can give you a... 15 point credit boost. Talk to me nice, y'all. Or if you like, buy, like, say you buy something major, like yeah. a TV or shit. That's really where it's shown. And you got cash, <laughs> just use your credit card. And then put the and cash And then make in. sure the cash that you got, you use it to pay on the credit card. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I say two to three days, because when you pay it off instantly, the credit card companies look at you like you're trying to use them. And what can happen is they could cancel your credit card or they could lower the amount the on it. The thing is... Because they looking at you like you too fucking responsible. Or the thing you're trying is... trying to gain much. What they really see, like especially like when I got my car, the thing is they look at is you, anybody could come into a large sum of money at any time. And you're like, okay, I just got this large sum of money, so right. I'm going to pay However, there are levels to that because it depends on who issues your credit card. Like if you get it from a bank, because I know for sure Bank of America, dirty ass, they will like you to pay it at home because they'll boost it on their, their I think it's the Equifax, they, their, your FICO score will increase. But if you're paying, say, because one of the ladies, this doctor told me this actually, she said if you're paying, say your minimum is $25 a month. And you're paying it. That's the bare minimum. She was like, what they'll do is you won't really see an increase because they're like, well, you're paying a bare minimum, even though you're doing it like you're supposed to do. So she said, instead of doing that, pay $50 and then don't pay it all at once. But if you have reached your limit, she was like, yes, pay it all at once. If like Bank of America, she was like, pay it all at once because now you're giving yourself a fresh start and they see you don't owe anything. Right. So it depends mm -hmm. when you like the little pamphlets you get in that tiny print. Ain't nobody trying to read mm -hmm. that fine print. You may want to pay attention to it and see who is issuing because yeah. you had like Merrill Lynch. I forgot the other one when they issue these credit cards and you see like, but wait, I just paid it. And then the flip side is you get a credit card that you don't use because you're like, I don't know how my job is looking. So if I buy this, who's to say I'm going to be able to pay this off? Yeah. Then that could, that could lower your score. Mm -hmm. For not, 
That's see, that's the thing, and, and it's fucked that's up in America that we even have to be based off your your credit score because it's like, well, now you got a low credit score because you don't have enough credit. You ain't going and, yeah. and buy the TV the and see I if mean, you can do responsible listen, payments. I like, know somebody. Like, you you see them people up. like, I can't think of her name. You, you ain't going to buy the TV. Those credit companies that help you wipe out all the negatives on your credit report. Yeah. Here's the thing. If they wipe out everything completely, yeah, you no longer have any debt. But you no longer have any credit either. Even. So now you got to start all oh, over. Man. It's like an antibiotic pill. <clears throat> we gave you antibiotic. You no longer have bacteria meningitis, but now your immune system is shit. So oh. don't go kissing on here because like, you might get AIDS. Your immune system is shit now. Yeah, like and then and then what's the other like another do? Don't get AIDS. Wow. For credit card or for credit, um, building your credit. You can pay, like let's say you owe $100, you know, on your credit card. Mm -hmm. And your due date, what's today, March 10th? Mm -hmm. Your due date is March 12th. Mm -hmm. But your closing date is March 18th. You really have to the 18th to pay it. However, what you want to do is you want to pay, and it don't matter if it's a dollar, you owe $100. You can pay $10 by your due date or the minimum. Whatever your minimum is, mm -hmm. pay that by the due date. And then by the closing date, pay the remaining balance. Because then it looks like you made two payments in one month. Mm -hmm. And that'll boost your credit score. Listen, let me tell you. In a matter of two months, I was able to raise my credit score from a 500 to a 720. Yes. <laughs> no, that's sweet. I can't tell y'all what my credit is. Nah, because shit happened. You but, wait, what was the timer? So you have to, you go by. Mm -mm. Your credit score, the, the glow up. Oh, it was two, it was, in two it months? was literally two months. Because this was in 2000, 2018, I moved. 2017, I had applied for, I had applied um, to move somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I got denied. I was like, your credit score is too too low. So at the time I'm working at Quicken Loans, a mortgage banker came to me. He's like, come here, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna teach you a trick. Mm -hmm. He was like, give it two. He told me four months actually. He was like, do this. Pay the minimum by the due date mm -hmm. and pay the remaining balance by the closing date. Mm -hmm. And it'll look like you made two payments in one month. Mm -hmm. And that will drastically, he said, forget this 20 point jump you will see your credit score with it because they report every month or every two months. You can see it jump literally 100 points. When I saw the shit, I couldn't believe it. I started getting approved for everything. I'm, I see people sending me stuff like, oh, you know, we want to send you this credit card. The limit is $7,000. Mm. I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> no, because I already know I'm going to go nuts on that shit. I'm not even taking that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's certain. But you know what also comes in handy? So, I remember when I had worked in retail and I worked at Banana Republic and our credit cards was like one of the top credit cards to have in general. And the thing was, like, the credit card companies are really still, I feel like at the end of the day, to really rob you, but they, they have their perks so you can get approved for shit. But I remember like some of the questions that people had to do to fill out to get a credit card. 
and you can have a, a good credit a good credit score, but if you made under a certain amount a year, you are not getting approved. I seen people that came in there that literally had like four hundred credit scores, and they were like, "Yeah, well, I'm making I got this job. I'm making fifty thousand a year." And as soon as they put that information in, they were approved for the Visa credit card because we had two. We had the store credit card and then we had the Visa one. And the Visa credit card limit that they offered through the store, I think the highest limit was like ten thousand dollars. And I was just like looking at this shit. And I remember this one time, this old white lady, she hit me. She was like, see, that's what happens when you make money. She was like, because at the end of the day, she was like, is they really base it off, are you going to be able to afford to make these payments? So even with you coming in, you could come in with like a very low credit score. But if your, your, your annual income at the end of the year is talking big shit then they're like oh we then we're gonna take a risk on you right. because we know now if you don't pay it then yeah that's gonna make us change our mind later on but we know that you had an income i seen like so, even trying to like get a car where people would have like just a shitty credit score but if you were making like one of my friends ended up getting a vehicle her credit score was 400 and she was like telling me she was trying to build it up, but she really needed a car. She ended up getting a job where she was making like three thousand, I think a little over three thousand every two checks. And she was like, I got the she was like, they didn't even really test me. They were just like, here, here you go. They so, saw how much she was making. So there's another thing that credit that people I don't know if white people know about this, but I know a lot of black people don't know about this. When you and I'm not telling nobody to do it, but when you apply for a credit card, if you put how much you make, when you know the credit card that asks you how much you make per or annually, if you put $35,000, do you know that they do not check it? You like down there automatically get a credit card. They only check so they only check to validate if it's 40000 or more. <laughs> Do you know how many people it's really I game. know who have gotten credit cards? Who And I'm like I said, I'm not telling you to do it because technically that's illegal. Right. I'm not telling you to do it. But I know like when I did work at a QL and we may have had a client call in who had the credit score but didn't really have the funds to pay it mm-hmm. I, they would literally tell them okay look your credit card is not the best but it's not the worst I see here that you put down you made you know 20000 a year or I see here that you put you made for, not 20000 but 40000 or 50000 a year but your credit score is only a 600 so what I'm going to need you to do is go back to the drawing board what they would do they would cut off the part that recorded the phone call until they put $35,000. Then you are damn near almost guaranteed to get approved. It's illegal. Mm. But that's why I said I'm not telling nobody to do it. <laughs> but I get what but you they said. don't check. They so it's a there's a certain number that you have to hit for them to even check it. Mm-hmm. So they're not even checking. If you put thirty five thousand um, 
35,000, they don't mm-hmm. check it. They'll run, you know, your background to see, okay, she's not a criminal. She's not this, that, and the other. But as far as, as long as you have a job. And you say, I'm getting paid this way. 35, they don't check it. But if it's anything above that, 40,000 or more, they're going to run it to see, okay, she working at. McDonald's. How she make a point? Right. Who the fuck is this? (laughs) And this is what a mortgage banker taught me. And listen. And I got approved for the credit card. And I got approved way more than what I should have been approved for. Okay. Okay. This credit card paid my rent (laughs) for eight months. I'm taking this in. Like, if I didn't have this credit card, and I didn't touch the credit I was buying little stuff. Yeah. If I didn't touch the credit card, you know, I didn't touch the credit card, and this credit card paid my rent for eight months. Mm. My rent is $1,100. Mm. <laughs> I see. So you just add that up. No, I know rent ain't but, no joke no more. And that's the thing. It's little, it's little tips and tricks that people don't know yeah. to do. Another they can trick. help them. It's a... It say like you got a grandma or a mom, like your mom, mm-hmm. who pay her credit card every month. Have her make you an authorized user on the credit card. Mm. Yeah. And your credit score will go up with her credit yep. score. Really? Yeah. You don't even need the card or nothing. You just, just need like, an authorized, authorized user. Hey, put, yeah. hey, can you put my name on there? You know. I don't know how my mom is active on there. That's the thing. You gotta have a good relationship with whoever that is. That is a good one. Whoever that person is. Now, the bad side on that is if you a shitty person, you could end up fucking up their credit because you might be going out and buying a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, you could order a credit card. And you do that to me. I'm coming down. I'm knocking your door down. Bitch, where my fucking money at? But. Yes, pull up. But yeah, that's a lot of things, you know. And then like the next, the last thing I was gonna talk about, what people, black people shy away from, is life insurance. <laughs> Listen, we all gonna die one day, so you might as well get. Don't it. put that bill on your families. Don't put that bill. Yeah. On your families. Like it's starting to look tacky now, y'all. Just get life insurance. It's not even that much. Is it? And then it's enough too. Like if you start now. What's the, it, it benefits to start now, as soon as you make, like, okay, bring it up. Yeah. I think so. I always talk about it because I'm like, my mama, she, um, she's a lieutenant, so I'd be, like, really thinking about life insurance and stuff like that. She already survived breast cancer, so. Yeah. It's just like, and then that shit not no joke, like. Yeah, because you never know what You never happen. know. You Accidents never know happen, things what happen. can happen. You never know. And that's, a, that's something that's in a lot of black communities, whether, you, I, won't, I won't even say black communities, black families, because you could be living in the hood, hood, you could be living up in Beverly Hills, and black people just, I don't know if, if they're afraid of the term because it has to deal with death, mm-hmm. and they just don't want to think about it or what it is, but there are so many black people that don't have life insurance, and then something Mysteriously happens, and now your family don't have the money to cover. I hate when I watch the news and I see, you 
know, yeah, we started a GoFundMe to help this person pay for the funeral. It's because they can't afford life insurance. That's the thing. When you, when you really start breaking down all of that, like, even people that have, like, hell, I could use our dad, for instance. Like, his insurance he had was one of the most expensive insurances. But then when the economy crashed and people were laid off, people still trying to get back to what they had from back in 2008. And it's like, when it comes to having extra thing, like, yeah, it's something that you want, it's something that you need. But then when you start looking at the payments and you like, well, shit, if I pay this, are we going to, is the family going to be able to eat, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because when you see how certain things are played out with black people versus a white person, they're getting different offers. I remember I was going to work for this life insurance agency and a guy literally just broke it down for just all ethnicities. He was like, when you look at it, the scope is, it seems as it's easy. He was like, but it's really not easy to obtain life insurance because once you miss a payment, it cancels out. And it's pretty much like if you miss, I think in Michigan, if you miss 10 days without paying your car insurance, you got to start over from the beginning. Mm, and so it's like, I don't think that is necessarily a thing that people don't want. Because really, when it comes to life insurance, there's a lot of white people that don't have life insurance. And they are some of the same idiots that voted for Trump and thinking that they're kings with his dumb ass. But it's like, no, you're, you're down in the trenches with us as well. Y'all can't afford this stuff either. That's so but that's the thing. Like, when you look at it, it's like they want some. I know a handful of people like, yeah, I want it. But I can get it. And I could be making a payment and then say, for instance, something happens where unless you own your own business, your job is not promised. That's just how I look at it. Unless you're the reason why you're getting income is you, mm -hmm. then anything can happen. Yeah. I've seen this shit happen where it's like, damn, I thought they was getting a promotion. <laughs> nah, nigga, you got that shit happened to me. I was supposed <laughs> to be getting a promotion and I realized I got cut because they didn't want to pay me extra money. Mm -hmm. They was like. No, she just got to go because now she could demand more. Right. So, <laughs> and, and this shit happened at any given time. So it's like, but there are like affordable life insurance. No, but it's not that though, because like fourteen dollars a month. No, the one mom had was like two dollars. But as soon as you can make up to, uh, like let's say you made up to ten thousand dollars worth of payments in it, it's like I said, if you miss a payment, it cancels all of that out, and they can give you that back. But certain life insurance agencies are set up different where it's like you have to promise to make this amount of payments within this <laughs> amount of time or even say it's your untimely passing. We're going to only put forth this much. And like that may not even cover the casket. Mm. So it's like that's the thing where you when you start looking in the black community with like generational wealth and how can you create it and build it. And I feel like really as a group of black people, we have to get out of this fear. I literally had this conversation with her and my brother not too long ago about black people of our time versus black people in the 50s and 60s. We're too fearful. We and and, and so with that scared. fear is because we we literally, we will take shit told to us. Even though we know it's BS, we're going to take the shit told to us because we're afraid of being homeless. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of not having anything. Whereas 
our our people in the 50s and 60s, they were not afraid of that. They weren't afraid. They knew at any given second them having a, a mouth to speak out against injustice could cost them their life that night. Mm -hmm. We may talk like we we thugs and shit, but we really we not ain't. About shit. We not because we know damn coward well we shit. not gonna on some real shit. We know for real that shit. we not gonna sit up there and be like, you know what? We just like you know what? I ain't even gonna react. It's like no, it's not that you ain't gonna react. You know that if you gonna react, you about to face some extreme consequences. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, as soon as we get out of that, then you can't start building that within our community. But it's like to say, well, when will black people really get out of this fearful mindset? Like, man, I, I, I may die or, you know, this may happen to me. Like, well, 30, 40 years ago, they had to say they we're dealing with the same shit 30, 40 years ago. Ain't no progress been made. Like how we, we're talking about credit and, and, and building generational wealth. We should have been long strides past that. We not. And mm -hmm. that's really like when you look at that shit, it really is like an eye opener. Like, but damn, they got us to this point. What the fuck are we not, not doing? doing? We're fearful. Like you said, we're cowards. We're fearful. Coward. We not willing to really deal with that shit head on. We not willing to die for freedom. Point blank. We ain't ready. We ain't willing to die for it. We not willing to die for our, our said brothers and sisters of our skin color. No, because really at the end of the day, we like man, fuck. Yeah. I'm trying to get up on my own letter, and I'm gonna knock that letter down so nobody else look like me climb up. That's like, our concept. And then you look at that shit. It was like that's a, a reason why we are still stuck in a sense of where we're like, how can we do this? How can we get that? Well, the number one thing is, are you really? wanting freedom and what are you willing to do to achieve that because achieving it for one is one thing but when you achieve it for a group of y'all then you got a whole nother team coming up mm -hmm. that can create and build definitely <laughs> mm -mm. i think with that even being said too we just gotta have more casual conversations about it. oh you definitely yeah. Or, because one thing I did hear about, somebody said something, but it was in regards to, like, uh, oh, our our favorite notorious uh, person, <laughs> Kevin Samuels. He, he wore that same suit. No, because I, I be watching, I ain't gonna lie, y'all, I do be watching some of his shit, because I'm like, you know, he do got a good point, but he is very biased. Oh, I, I told y'all, y'all brought him up, I was like, huh? Who? No, he's a very biased man. Because like when, even when you talk about his own experiences, it's like you don't have to talk at women like this though. He Pierce Morgan. Right. He mad. But you right. So but you are right about some things that a man of a lot of money don't care about. But mm -hmm. goddamn, you ain't gotta drill these women like this. Like they just want a paid man. Like I don't know. But what I was saying was, um, to to get to that. He said there's there seems to be an issue where there's a divide amongst women now, where it's like, you know how, I, and I think I was like, you stuck your foot in your mouth, but you make a good point, sir. Men don't usually, if they don't agree with another man, they leave it at, that's that man's business. Mm -hmm. right. Women, we more so like, any slight, <laughs> any slight little dropping something might be wrong with this bitch i don't even know if i remember like we just immediately be like uh-uh sis like you it's a no it's a no for me so i think it's just one of those things like we probably just need to get more casual about the shit make it cool again like 
having your shit together, not being a coward as a black person, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah having those conversations, definitely. And that's the thing. Because here's the thing also. Mm-hmm. You do have black women who would like to have those conversations. Like me, listen, y'all know, I can talk all day. I would talk to anybody about any fucking thing. I don't care. But you have those, and I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen it happen to me, happen to other black women. And I'm, it's an unfortunate truth. You can want to go and talk to your fellow black woman about something. And then you realize her eyes ain't really brown, they're green. They come out, the green eye monster comes out. Mm-hmm. I was like, she, you saying if she got contact or something? No, no, no. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, it's, it's, what? The conversation ends up turning into some bullshit because you might have you a genuine person like me. There, It is not a jealous bone in my body. Like I said, I want all my people to eat. I would prefer my black enemy eat before my white counterpart. Mm-hmm. Because just the shit that I'm, I, I'm at a point in my life where I just really don't trust white people. Like, you're going to really have to prove to me. I'm with you. That you for me. And this, and I would not have said a, three years ago, I, trust I would not Harry. have said that. Well, he's one person. <laughs> but I, like, I, I don't the country know. For his but this three years ago, the three year ago me would not have said this. The three year ago me would have been like, well, no. Some that looks out for you. No, because I've seen it in three years that at the end of the day, if they have to choose, they're going to choose their people. Mm. And it don't matter if that's your best friend. They're mm. going to choose. But I don't understand. Like, what are you, you know, we're out here rallying with you. We're standing ten toes down with you. I don't understand why you're so upset. Okay. Let me say, if you're trying to start like a party, <laughs> oh my don't, god! And I'm far, I'm a Peter, not a Judas, so don't do it. Like, and it's so it's so fucked okay. up because you have your black females like it's it's they pray look trees die every day, b they pray in money like it's nothing. That's why I don't understand how this government keeps talking. About, we don't have enough money for this. The trees grow every day, and y'all got ink to print this shit out, okay? Y'all can print this money. It's enough money out here for everybody. But I think it also boils down to it ain't even the money. It's just <sighs> you don't want me to succeed before you. Why, if you stop focusing on me succeeding before you, you can actually get out here and succeed yourself. Like, it's so much that we put our brain power together, like black women rule this world mm-hmm. but it's such a fucking issue between black women uh oh well she thinks she better be bitch i don't even know you but you know what though you. but even mm-hmm. like with that though the thing is you like women how they say women are more emotional dudes be doing that shit too they just be smooth with it i seen so many oh, crab biting ass dudes that be dapping they niggas up like yeah that's my homeboy and be plotting to have that motherfucker killed by the night. Mm-hmm. But you don't. The reason why, like, females, they, like, 
as they call us bitches because we we gon' we ain't holding our tongue. Even if you do got a shisty shady bitch that's like, I don't really like it. Why you like it? I don't know. I just don't like it. Like whole ass shit like that. True. But with dudes, I can't say that females had that more. I just say dudes be slicker with that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, I thought that was your boy. Yeah, I can't fucking stand that nigga. For example, <laughs> you see in the movie Poetic Justice, right? Where pockets hanging with dude Joe Tory, Chicago. Mm-hmm. You see where Chicago. they get in a little issue. He get in an argument with his girl. Mm-hmm. He get mad because pockets playing his boy's music, his cousin's music, and then he's like, man, turn that weak ass shit up. And then they were like, I thought y'all was first. He was like, I don't like that nigga. Work with that nigga. You all this long trip, <laughs> Janet pissed off because she ain't like lucky. Mm-hmm. You bring me on this long ass trip. And y'all niggas not even cool with anybody looking in. Like, I thought y'all was like brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, you see even where females like the show basketball wise. You see females spat. And some of them clear their shit up. But you don't see it with dudes. The only dude I think that really spoke on that shit was like how Jay-Z was saying like, you have your closest friend turn to your enemy. Mm-hmm. And then your enemy could be like a brother to you. And you can't really sit up here and say like, yeah, me and my niggas, we cool. Like, we don't, we don't bicker and do that jealous shit. That's a female trait. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's just that females gonna be catty with it. Yeah. And females hormones and shit and their genetic makeup gonna tell them like, I'm gonna air this bitch out. Because that's mm-hmm. how females are. But dudes can be thinking the same thing, but be on the low, like, I'm going to get that nigga. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, they, they both do some shiesty-ass yeah, shit. It's just one that's more prominent. I females because as we're all females here, you might want to go and talk to your female. But I was saying the difference between black people and white people. <laughs> because white people do the shit, but at the end of the day, yeah, Fred, I fucking hate you, but let's get this money together. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's what I'm saying. So as females, black females, you might want to go to your homegirl and you thinking y'all cool and then she turned out to be the devil. And the same thing, I didn't say black men because it's an all-female podcast, but yeah, black men black do it as well. Yeah. Black men will throw that nigga under the bus because they don't want him to come up and eat before him. But like I said, you see the white people... Man, when I worked at Quicken Loans, I saw this shit every day between these white. I can't fucking stand Fred, but you know what? Fred's a go getter. He's gonna get. He's gonna bring the money in for both of us. So I'm gonna work with him. I'll never hang out with that man. Don't like him. Why you don't like Fred? I don't know. I don't like the way he wears his hair. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> so you don't like Fred because he's there? No. no. But Fred's a go getter. Mm-hmm. Fred's gonna bring money into this company. He's gonna make my paycheck bigger. So I'm going to work with him. Meanwhile, the two black niggas that worked there. I fuck this nigga. Okay, but look, if we all work collectively as a group, we can all win this trip to, to Jamaica. Man, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that nigga. I'm not trying. And literally, this literally happened. This is not a scenario I'm making up. No, this shit literally happened. My team could have won the trip to Jamaica. But because these two niggas on the team didn't like each other, they didn't do their job trying to sabotage the other one. The whole company. But it ended up sabotaging our whole team mm. and our opposing team won. I wanted to go to Jamaica, but because I'm not going to say their names, but because these two niggas on the team don't like each other for whatever reason, they sabotaged our whole team. 
Meanwhile, the opposing team that won, the two white dudes didn't like each other, but they saw the numbers that they could bring in together, mm -hmm. and they wanted that trip. And the bonus that they all got too. Man, that shit made me so mad. No, that shit for real. But people really didn't And I saw that shit. If we was there, like, look, y'all, can y'all just put y'all difference? Man, fuck that nigga. In their egos. I'm just hitting quota. But for this contest, you had to hit above Exceed. quota. Yeah. So all they was doing was what was required of them as the job, not required of them to get the bonus in your paycheck, which was an extra $1,000, and a free all-paid trip mm -hmm. to Jamaica. I hate people who are and these was two black men. Y'all niggas could have talked about it on the trip. Or hell, well, y'all could have not talked that, talk that at in. all. Just you ain't got to talk because you sabotaged the whole thing. Y'all was really about it. Y'all would have fought each other before getting off the. I don't know. care if y'all got legitimate reasons for why y'all don't like each other. You're not working for him. You work for the, the company. Mm -hmm. You sabotaged this whole team. Just feel. Because you don't like this man. And these two white guys don't like each other either. But they pride for themselves. They wanted that extra thousand dollars and they wanted that trip. I don't even know if it was more so about the thousand dollars. They just wanted to go. I remember one of the white dudes, man, the women in Jamaica. Have you seen them? Yeah, <sighs> I remember him saying this. I was like, you don't deserve to go just off that statement. <laughs> and that's what be fucking irritating. They put all this shit out here, y'all. So y'all don't like us. And then, so it want, it literally messes up the dynamic of black families, and y'all feed into the shit. I remember <laughs> after that, I asked my um, I asked my director could could he transfer me to a different team? <laughs> I was so pissed. Mm -hmm. He was like, "No, you're doing so well. I I don't care because I'm not gonna go nowhere with this team because we had our own personal quota we had to meet. Then we had to meet a quota as a team, mm -hmm. and I'm like these." Crab niggas gone. I'm not about to let them be my downfall. Can you please put me on another team? Mm -hmm. <sighs> he ain't do it. But I was out of there in like three weeks anyway, so it didn't even matter. Transferred over. But <laughs> anyway, that wraps up our topic. Y'all grow y'all wealth and increase your health. Mm -mm. That wraps up the topic. So... Alright, do you have anything today? So y'all, uh -huh. did y'all hear? Politics. I was about to say, my bad for interrupting. But y'all, <laughs> I've been waiting to talk about this shit because this, the day it happened, I just could not believe it. I sent it to myself. So I'm sure y'all heard about Dr. Seuss, right? Yeah, that's the homie. I was <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. So he got okay. So I about the I book. seen this before, but a lot of his books got like racist ass imagery, like straight up Jim Crow shit, mm. big ass lips, like the typical. <laughs> I was saying, um, I this is typical I thing. So I'm gonna share it in the chat. So it's six books. Yeah. Right. Oh, so I'm gonna share it in the it chat. Ain't the ones the it's six books, y'all. This is so. This is the. <laughs> This the thing, y'all. My bad, my bad. So this the thing, y'all, because I can't get it out without trying to laugh. So, <laughs> they got the six books. They said, "Fuck this shit." We got caught because somebody put the picture out there. Yeah. Like, you don't see this shit in the Doctor Seuss book. Boom. They canceled the shit. Six of them not being published no more. Yeah. They're not canceling this whole niggas line. Yet. We called, so they're gonna rewrite the book. Yeah. So. <laughs> The thing is, <laughs> no, I can't, 
<laughs> oh, because they have they on um They not gonna fuck up the money. On the news thing they said they uh they won't be the the Dr. Seuss books that won't be published for racist images. So okay, so then yeah, they so they recall Oh, uh, so they just did that for the sake of the article. They mm-hmm. got they got our black asses again, y'all. <laughs> the thing is, everybody like, no, 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 fuck this shit, like fuck Dr. Seuss. A politician by the name of Kevin McCarthy. Do y'all know who this man is? Who? What's his name? I didn't even know who the fuck. That's and that's another thing. The more I do my research into this shit, all of Melissa McCarthy. Don't they got a brother? Paul McCarthy. No. No, she said McCarthy. You said it was a T H Y, right? Yep. So, because I think they do got a brother, but I don't know if that's him though. Melissa and the other one is related. They're sisters. Yeah, they're sisters. What? Melissa and Jenny. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, I swear I never do that. Yeah, I thought they were just you know two separate funny white women. <laughs> two separate funny white women. <laughs> <laughs> they got the same daddy, I think. Who were they? Well, guys, what ended up happening was this nigga <laughs> decided. So this and that's the thing. When the more I be looking into this shit, I be like, damn, how did all these jobs become available in the government? We wonder why shit. It's like too many fucking yeah. hands in this shit. I don't even know who this man is. Be a whole ass politician, and he for the Republican Party. So y'all already know what's about what I'm about to say. This nigga decided he took a part to use his platform to say, but I like Dr. Seuss. And he read, to, he read to a group of people, green eggs and him. I could not fucking believe it because I'm like, if this shit ain't blatantly fucking racist, I don't know what else is. I'm going to play the clip for you. And he tweeted this on Twitter. I was just about to say, I seen your Twitter app. Follow me on fucking Twitter, y'all. This man, it was so bad because I'm like, this motherfucker put it on his Twitter page. This is his verified goddamn page, y'all. Oh and the God. caption says, I still like Dr. Seuss, so I decided to read Green Eggs and Ham. Retweet if you still like him, too. By Dr. Seuss. I am Sam. I am Sam. Sam, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a five-minute clip of this man in his office. Reading the full Dr. Seuss books to only post it on his Twitter page. I politician. Politician. Bitch, you got me fucked up. I'm sorry, but I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Y'all got me fucked up. Y'all paid this man to show up to work today to read Green Eggs and Ham. (laughs) He still... Fuck y'all niggas. Fuck y'all. Fuck all this shit. Let me read this book real quick. It blew me back, so <laughs> it just blew me back because I'm like, this wasn't a press conference. It's not no Dr. Seuss, you know, right. little media meetup. You ain't even at the fucking book club, my nigga. Like your office, though. So. This your whole ass office, not your office at home, not <laughs> not your little one in the back. You might have. This oh is your God. fucking paid office. So this nigga decided that that's what he was going to post on his damn Twitter page. This happened literally, um, I want to say last week. I couldn't, yes, literally five days ago. That's priceless. I couldn't I don't believe really know it. know what to say to this. Like, that's how it I'm not is. surprised, but. But for real, for real, all them cartoons was racist. Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of them was. It's the nerf. It's the, it's the. No, 
Oh. It's oh. the obvious shit that you're trying to do though. Retweet if you still like him too. Fuck you too then, bitch. This tweet currently has, <laughs> this shit currently looking at 14.2K retweets. So fuck y'all. I ain't no better because I shared it, for, shared it with myself so that algorithm to only show up here and be like fuck you nigga okay so yes yeah, that is a puff and a pass on politics they canceled pepe the pew too yeah i pepe saw that crap no. right she gonna be like from Looney Tunes. The Italian guy. Yeah. A French guy. French. French. He was too. They said rape culture. Yes. yes. Like my nigga Dion. He was. Cause she was a whole ass cat. No, he listen. Now she was a skunk. Y'all look. Go to Dion Cole. I know the real reason. He got a whole reason on there. Why? No, but if you watch the Looney Tunes, it's, it's true though. He, he was wasn't. not. No rapist, no sexual assault. He stank. That's why they First of all, old girl like Pepe Pepe Le Pew. She liked him. He stank. So I know we in this whole cancel culture, and yes, some shit needs to be canceled. But Eminem said not on his watch. Really, like. Next, they gonna get Johnny Bravo up out of here. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, that's when I draw the pool. That's real energy all the way, okay? Johnny Bravo is John Cena. Every time I see him, I'm like, look at John Cena's ass up here. Man, I'm pretty. What you talking to me about? Leo energy, keep him up there. Tell you. Because he think he better than everybody else. Right, he has ego problems. No, but yeah, that's a that's a pass on them niggas. That's crazy. Read the whole damn book. He did five minutes and fourteen seconds. Let me go to work and just read the book and get top pay. And not even a book, but what was your interview process like? I'm like I. That's what I want to know. Y'all never getting niggas jobs any other day (laughs) because of this shit. So y'all have more time to do this. I just it's the disrespect for me. It's the sly racism in it for me. Right. Because they know why it was pulled. Mm-hmm. And then they send him to go like, well, you're going to read to those niggas whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to read by one coon, two coon, three coon, four coon. <laughs> That's see, how I see it. <laughs> That's legit what Twitter. they said. That's that, like he said. They're like, well, we're not going to put it in their face. Tell them they can suck our dicks, but... Pretty much. Eat a dick. Here you go. Right. Are you blackies that feel a certain way? <laughs> you got the you got the slurs because that should be crazy. That's legit what they did oh, with yeah. that. Y'all mad at something that happened seventy years ago? Yes, we are right. mad. Yes. Get over it. <laughs> tiger West did I, that. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's who they equate us all down to. <laughs> that one. That tiger. He likes us. Why are you guys so opposing? No. They got they got Tiger Woods, Terry Crews. <laughs> I hate Terry Crews. Oh my god. The bro. shit um Lil Boosie making me think they uh they using this nigga. Cause you just at some point say you too old to really be riding this way. It just made me so mad. I feel like they I really seemed like a like Terry Crews. I thought he was, you know, the cool black dude, and then he turned out to be a cool one. I think his ass went to Western too. 
don't put it past some shit. <laughs> Kalamazoo before uh, social like, media. You riding so hard for these races, clearly. White people. And you the same one that said that you were. I was about to say this. You said you were sexually assaulted. If you riding for them, you not even riding for the good white people. You riding for the ones that you are, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Bitch! I would have put that white man through a table so fast. Kick me out of Hollywood. Right. That, yeah. That's still, that cracked me up. It's so many questions about that, too. Like, the nerve of you to still get out here like this. You been, you, you been like dead all your life. We know you fucking mad. You been dead all your life. He was wrong. Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein? Was it him? No, it wasn't Harvey. It was, it was, it was one of them. He was a way. small white dude. Was it Woody Allen? But Harris? it ain't even just the guy who touched him. Like he, he's been heard and seen making excuses for other white people who have said known racist things. Like. When I heard him say all lives matter, you know what? <laughs> you right, Terry. You all right. lives do. In all about, cases. Wait till they get you. What's yours. her name? Talked about, um, well, Gabrielle Union was a little difficult when she was on the show. Well, what's the name of the show? I don't remember. Uh, the America, yeah. Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union was difficult. And then he made comments about you know, she'd be a little bit more ladylike. If somebody had said less black, is that what you really want to say? Because mm-hmm. that's really what he wanted to say. Yeah, there's so many issues with her. She kept changing her hairstyle. That's what blew me back. No, because they, they told her that her hair, because when she came on, she had her hair, um, she had it in cornrows first, just straight back cornrows. And they told her that it was too ghetto for what they wanted to to show this is in 2019 it's cornrows two girls and then she came on she had two puff balls two afro puffs and they told her that they felt like it was too i forgot the term they used but pretty much too ethnic Mm. and she said the only person who spoke up for her was some some white lady who worked in the back and they fired her too for speaking Mm -hmm. up for her i remember that somebody had also got for yep. She was shit. one of the crew members, and so they basically was like, "You and your nigga hairstyles, yeah. <laughs> stop pulling up here, bro." This is still America, bitches. <laughs> she can't come up in there <laughs> with the Megan McCain hairstyle. Damn, we got rid of Nick. <laughs> 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 first time. You don't give a fuck about your black Hollywood. Yeah, still America. She said <laughs> what like so many people was telling her. That's not the show you want to go to because mm. you're too black for them. And she said she thought it was just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she found out. She was too much for them. That's the thing. That really is a thing. They'll tell you so much shit. Just because you're black. I mean, and black and confident. Yeah. All right. Well, moving along. I've got a quick little health tip for you today. Because we were talking about mental health. Um. How is your therapy? And I chose this because it's clever, clever. that a lot of black people try to shun away from, especially black men. Oh, that's gay, nigga. Well, when your insides explode and you run away, 
That's your business. <laughs> but hydrotherapy, it's really good. It does have benefits for what glowing is? skin. What hydrotherapy. What is it? So hydrotherapy is a colon cleanse. But you don't have to. Are you giving us the neat word? No, because cause here's the thing. A colon cleanse technically is when you have a medical issue and a doctor uh, has to perform it. Hydrotherapy is something you should do like every other month, uh, at least six times out of the year. You should go and then, you know, put the little tube up your How much is it? So I recently had one done. Um, there's a couple places around the city. I went to this place called Be Well in Birmingham, Michigan. Is it that is that that place where it's like um it's like in front of a so you know the street that's like in front of the parking structure and they're like short so, buildings and they have like low stuff. No, so it's right when you know when you go onto the, the exit to get to old Woodward. Yeah. It's literally right there. So you can still see what I like to call new Woodward. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you can see so it's pretty much off their main street. Right. Okay. But um, it's called Be Well. This is where I went. They were very helpful. They have a juice bar in there as well. Um, very informative. So hydrotherapy, pretty much, is the purpose of colon, um, a colon flush or colon cleansing. If you don't have any medical issues, and this to keep you from getting the medical issues, where you got to go to the doctor and they ram it up your, your ass and it hurts. So they give you like a little small tube. It's literally a little bit thicker than a phone charger. Um, and it essentially flushes out your colon and your intestines. And it's to help, you know, cleanse your insides. It's good for your liver, your kidneys, all of your organs and glands. And I think that every black person, especially because... High diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure is such at an all-time high in the mm -hmm. black community. And having these toxins in your intestines. Parasites. Help, yeah, it helps to, it, it helps prolong those issues or help to even create those issues. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not even that expensive. It's about $70. Mm -hmm. and you go like six times a year. Get it done. So I'm just going to read your brief description. The purpose of colon hydrotherapy is to flush out built up waste by rehydrating old stool that has become impacted and sticks to your lining or your intestinal wall, which can cause you to have um, a lot of ailments that you definitely don't want, can end up resulting in you having colon cancer as well. So you want to get that shit out of you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, the colon cleanse uses triple purified water to infiltrate hardened stool and loosen it so that it can pass out of you easily. It's a gentle process, like you really don't feel it. The most you feel is like you gotta go to the bathroom, but not one of them like, oh shit, I gotta go. It's just like, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. It's time. Yeah. So that's what it feels like. Fills your intestines up with um, triple purified water to bring it out. Procedure is conducted by a trained professional, so you're not going to be alone, who specializes in colon hydrotherapy. And the ultimate goal of this is to cleanse and help the digestive organs do their jobs properly. So if you eat a lot of red meat or a lot of greens and vegetables or you drink 
this is something you definitely want to do because with it cleansing your intestines and your colon, it's also going to hydrate you mm -hmm. and cleanse your kidneys and your liver mm -hmm. as well. And that's especially for like drinkers. You want, you know, have a healthy kidney and liver. Yeah. Um, did it hurt when you had it done? It did not hurt at all. Did it feel weird? At first, <laughs> I was, you know me, so I was giggling and laughing because it just was So funny. did you think like if you giggling and laughing, you was going to shoot funny. shit up? So the process was funny? Yeah. Okay. I'm such a kid. I'm a big ass kid. I couldn't, I couldn't take it serious. They have a sheet over but you? But say, what you do is, the place where I went, mm -hmm. you lay down on this um, table and it has an opening so you have to you know, remove your bottom, bottoms, pants, underwear, mm -hmm. and you're going to lay down on the table, and there's this little tube that's going to go up your butt. Who's going to And this <laughs> sheet covering your clothes. You know what's so funny? I say fuck shit, bitch, ass throughout this entire podcast, and here I am now. You saw it goes, goes up, up your butt. It goes in. <laughs> <laughs> it bottoms you. It goes you it, bottom. It goes up your You're trying to be cute for your segment. Go ahead. <laughs> and it fills your intestines. Wait, up. so how wide is the tube? So the tube is about the it's skinnier than that core. It's so how is that sucking everything? Because what it the place where I This is why you asked. Because <laughs> right, so I'm thinking cause like, it, cause this is what it What does. if it go past the tube? Mm -hmm, I'm about to tell you. So the place where I went um, there's there's two types that you can have, and the type where the tube is thicker, that's when you have a medical issue. Oh, that's technically when you have to go to a doctor because they have to like suck it out of you. Oh, but so like a blockage went, or something. Yeah, the okay. tube is about that size, and the tube shoots water up into your intestines, triple purified to loosen, and you're laying on this thing. It's a bed. You know what? It's like a giant ass toilet. That's what Jackie Christie had done. Remember? And yep. Okay, and what I it know. does is it shoots the water up you, and essentially turns old stool into yeah, hardened stool like that could a, turn into like it could cause you to have intestinal cancer. And it just cancer. runs out of you into this giant toilet that you're laying on. And then you might think like, oh, it's gonna be messy. Nope, not at all. It's very clean. Um, you don't, do you smell, smell it? Nope, you don't smell anything. Do you see it? No, do you, you can't really? see anything. I'm not seeing this shit. Pun intended. People don't know when you go and get it done because of medical issues. That's when you see it going through that tube. Because I they don't want to see it then. Well, the doctor has to. Well, yeah, the doctor can see it, it, but because they need to be able to see if okay, that's blood. Yeah. So the doctor. So when you so have when it done, they do don't it, see. They assist you and put it up, and then you lay in there for about an hour. You gotta put it in. No, they assist you, and then you lay. I'm in like, there, I'm about to just put it in because I'm gonna mess this <laughs> shit up. You, well, so what they do is they ask you if you want them to do it or you can do it yourself. But Was it a woman or a man? They give you whoever you are. So if you're a woman, you're going to get a woman. If you're a man, Why can't you get a man if you're a woman? that is not the time. I want him. You do not want him to see you like that yet. You don't want the But Supposed to be cute outside. Oh, you laying there for about. Hey, baby, I'm getting cleansed out for you, daddy. You laying there for about an Did hour. Did you know this? <laughs> I, I want to say I was in there for about an hour and a half. 
Oh, and then um, they come in and let you know, okay, you're done. Um, go use the bathroom because after you, I'm sorry, excuse me. After you're done, you're gonna have to use the bathroom. Mm. So do you only have to like urinate? No, all the rest of it's just gonna come out of you. There's a bathroom in there, but it doesn't hurt. Like you don't. No, that's not it. even it. It's that I don't like using public toilets. It's not a. It's not really a public toilet. Like I cringe, I swear. It's not. It's so they have different rooms, but the toilet, the bathroom is in the room with you, and it the bathroom where I went literally looks like a bathroom. It's nicer than a bathroom in your house, and then they have stuff in there for you to clean up. It's a sauna in there. The room is probably. So it's kind of like the bathroom that being in a hospital after you have a baby. No. Um, it literally looks like a nice like a ass home. bathroom in a nice ass house oh, okay. to make you feel like home. Okay. So yeah, everyone needs to have it, but I particularly say black people because you know, especially in our community, we eat so much shit that's not good for us, mm-hmm. and it just sticks to your lining. Mm-hmm. You want to get that shit out of you. Like I said, there's liquor stores on every corner. When you drink it after you stress, you want to get that shit out of you. And on top of it, ladies, if you feel like you fat and you got a gut, I swear to God, I weighed myself before I did it. After I was done, I weighed myself. I was 10 pounds lighter. Yeah, because that stuff's sitting here for real. And then by, you know, in the, the days after I started looking like, damn, my stomach is like really getting fat. Here mm-hmm. I am out here thinking like, I'm just eating too fucking much and I'm getting fat. I'm getting fat. And that's what they do. They kind of and put I also, it on those uh, pictures, those diagrams. They make it seem like the stuff that's mm-hmm. sitting in your body is literally like, you know. Yeah. Fat. And like it's other, they tell you some of the benefits. I did my research on it to see a lot of the um, beauty benefits to it as mm-hmm. opposed to just the inner health. Clear skin. My skin was already pretty clear, but like four days after, my skin was just looking like porcelain. I remember going to school with no makeup on. The only thing I had on was my eyebrows done. Mm-hmm. And so many people was coming up to me, what kind of foundation is that? Oh, it's the glory of God. It's the glory of God. And um, yeah, and not even just my skin though. I somehow, sometimes have issues with my eyes. But I tell you, I was having no, not no issues with my eyes. Mm-hmm. I called and asked them like, hey, does this have any benefits for your eyesight? Um, yes, it can help alleviate uh, blockages in your tear ducts. Yeah. It can cause you to have yeah, it causes issues because your most people don't realize your health sits in your gut. That's why they tell yep. people like people that have um, certain diseases, incurable diseases, they try was, to do like gut um gut purges because yeah. that's where all your your viruses and bacteria literally sit in your gut so once you had that expelled you can start feeling better yeah. there's places around the city and anybody that's listening to this that's, that doesn't live in michigan i'm sure there's places in your area too where you can go and get it's called hydrotherapy it's a colon cleanse um go and get that done you know, we bought the spring for or spring back. I don't know. We spring it somewhere. For spring cleaning. You need to spring clean your ass too. So go and get it done. <laughs> spring for. Go and get it done. 
take care of yourself, and be healthy. So that is my health tip for today. I think we should all go together. I'm supposed to go back April something. Let's go like yeah, after yeah, April 16th. Yeah. That's like my first check drop, and then I'm gonna be a boss. <laughs> hey, oh, for real, y'all. I'm thank excited for my breakthrough. I'm like, I'm thank you, Jesus. You too. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should all go. And I encourage men to bottom out. Just go and do it. To be a bottom for Just a day. Just go and do it. Can't <laughs> you ask? Just, <laughs> Just get the shit done and That's get it. Be a bottom I'm for a day. But that's all I have for that. So, be about them for a day. <laughs> oh, you gotta do the circle. Move it, yeah, moving on to our circle of excellence award. Um, her name is Doctor Kiss Makia S. Colbert, and this woman is amazing. I'm gonna just tell y'all that real quick. She's amazing. She's 35 years old. Um, let me just read it to you. Dr. Kiss McKee Corbett, 35-year-old viral immunologist and research fellow, is the lead scientist and creator of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. This is the vaccine that they say is the best out of all of them. It was created by this young 35-year-old black woman. Okay. So... You know, if I do decide to get the vaccine, I will definitely get the Moderna one. Mm-hmm. She's the lead scientist and creator of it. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Young 35-year-old black woman. Um, I heard that. Yep, yep, yep. She did her research in the Vaccine Research Center of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. She's the lead scientist and creator on the team that developed the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. She built on her six years of experience studying the spike proteins of other coronaviruses like SARS and MERS. She also had a hand in creating vaccines for those as well. But um, in order to design the vaccine within two days, two days she designed this vaccine. Uh, the novel coronavirus being discovered. She says that the spike proteins sit on the surface of coronaviruses and penetrate human cells causing the infection. She likes to call it the plug and play approach and she has a PhD in microbiology and immunology from the University of North Carolina at Chapel mm. Hill. So I just want to give her her flowers and give her this award because <coughs> You know, there's so many people out here who are against the vaccine, myself included. But I do feel a little more comfortable now knowing that it was or it is a black woman who created the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, which is said to be the best the best vaccine out of all three. So go ahead. And that made me feel comfortable. And, I, and you know what I really love too? Black doctor. The fact that her name is Kiss Makia, and you know that's what they consider a ghetto ass name. That's her first. That's her first name. Kiss Makia, all one name. Kiss Makia, four syllables, whole first name. Now that is something to really enjoy. That means she knows what she's doing. Yep, and she's only thirty five, and she also had a hand in the SARS and the MERS vaccine. So and what? if she had a hand in that, that means she was like, shit, in her early 20s? Mm-hmm. 
That's dope. She yeah, she's been so in school proud. the whole time. So proud of her. This is her right here. Oh, y'all can't see it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, she do look like a little young ass doctor. No, she look like a baby. Mm-hmm. What she look like? Hold it up. Black don't crack. We still in the lead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, so that is what I have. Botox don't give you that. Circle of Excellence Award. Move it forward. Coco Fashion Corner. What you got for us today? Coco Fashion Corner. <laughs> okay, so I really didn't have much today um it really is more so focused of course it's focused around fashion duh but it's about so adam driver i'm not sure if y'all familiar with him actor and lady gaga they're doing the movie called house of gucci i just saw and so it's directed by riley scott and it's about the i believe it's the assassination of like one of their sons or something that took place and I'm the reason why I'm talking about it is because first of all I love Lady Gaga second of all the fashion that they given in these pics I wonder if girl because they're standing in front of like a mountain like I think they're supposed to be in I don't know like Russia or something like Alaska or one of them but the fashion that they give especially Lady Gaga is like I feel like that shit is going to resurface, especially come towards the end of this year, because she's just giving me too much fashion realness with the, the whole Eskimo hat and the gold jewelry. Like, I can't stop looking at this picture. So it wasn't nothing too major. And then the other thing, like, um, as far as just, like, looks, I really think I'm going to be seeing this spring, like, it's the colors jade and cream like I just kind of I made a vision board actually around it for just a couple clients and I noticed that I started seeing this particular color popping up even though it's not part of the Pantone color for this year I noticed that I started seeing that shit popping up and I'm just like real curious to how it's going to incorporate for me and so that's all like that jade that that green is just like it just screams rich my um, it's okay. one of my favorite colors. I love jade, like especially jade. Mm-hmm. It's like because jade is like a accumulation of like emerald and blue, mm-hmm. and it just pops. It really pops on like melanin. It looks so pretty. It is, but it's one of the colors <laughs> that all like ethnicities can wear, and it it warms you. Like you could be the palest of the pale, and it warms you. But mm-hmm. it's just something about it on black folks. That jade, cream, and gold. Oh, that's just like that's just, you just standing there like money. It's not meant What's up? That's I like it. So, but that's what I have for Coco's Fashion Corner. I'm kicking y'all out my house. And then for the last segment, y'all know I always talk about ask y'all like what movie? Not movie. <laughs> what music y'all listening to? <laughs> not what movie, but um, I guess I just started off uh. At first, I started off listening to, like, 90s R&B, but then I started listening to this group named Ideal. They came out in, like, 2000, I think. Was that, like, 2000? And I just been listening to them. I don't know what the exact time. No, it was, like, earlier than that. But I've been listening to them because I used to call them the off-brand Drew Hill when they came out. But I was listening to their album, like, nonstop today. So that's what I've been listening to. And y'all... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, hey, y'all. 
I'm saying. Um, I've been listening to a lot of gospel music this week. I've been going crazy, <laughs> so I just feel like I just need to, you know, be close to Jesus and seek him. I've been losing my mind this week, so. I've been listening to a lot of gospel music, particularly this song called I Do Worship by John P. Key. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was listening to um, the Lion King album. <laughs> Which one? The, the, the Beyonce version. Yeah, I was um I was really into that this morning working out. Um I ain't gonna lie, y'all, I haven't really sat down and made time to listen to music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you that's know, what just, I just really damn. started listening the past day. But definitely the uh, Lion King album has been bumping on my little playlist. Are you saying that I'm all I'm hearing is... Do, 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 do. I was. <laughs> I'm like, that's the, that was the first time I seen the Lion King. Like, the live version that came out. Yeah. So I still be, like, forgetting that there was an actual cartoon. Now, Cause I'm like, I already know what happened, so... Have you, um... <laughs> have you seen The Blackest King? I couldn't watch it. What? On Disney Plus? I think it was just the timing for me. Like, cause I, this stuff really makes me, when it be like social issues going uh, on. I get what you're saying. And then, so I like, guess you might watch that movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. I seen that, cause Did that's really. you wanna start up right? It just, it made me mad because <laughs> the ending was so, like, fabricated. Like, I, I know I'm not the only person that has seen this, that has made this mistake. And it really seems like the world is like editing everything. I could have sworn they shot up the whole damn apartment. They did. They did. In the movie, they made it seem like they just they no. walked in. They you know no, they, they shot the whole like so when the dude first went to the door. I don't know if it was more in real life, but as soon as the dude said, "All right, I'm coming," they blew a hole through his chest, and then they just started shooting. Cause I was so fucking surprised when she lived. Cause yeah, that's, how they was shooting. That's what I'm saying. I was to, I was told oh, that his son died, like the no, family and I, every. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not sure where that shit came from. Mm-hmm. I just could have sworn somebody said everybody in the apartment got sprayed. Yeah, he's alive. His mom and him actually have an organization. Yeah. Um, in the name of his father, right now they were talking about it. So for me, with stuff like that, I just be like, ugh. Gotta address the fact that we still in this bullshit. Like, but black is king. Yeah, that makes you watch feel black different. King, yeah, that'll make you feel like I knew I was fucking royalty. Right, exactly. I knew that before the shit came out. That's yeah. the thing. And like the whole y'all, like, y'all literally like in school. You know, that's why I ended up changing my major to African American studies. Like I was already in the library, like looking at the shit. Yeah. So I'm cool. Like. And that's the thing, Beyonce, she is a, she a smart artist and stuff. I just didn't need that. Like, I was already, not even saying hip, but it's like, the, it's it's hard, it was hard for me to kind of watch it at the time because it was such a nuisance to everybody else. And I'm like, y'all, we really just need to just prevail forward as a community. Like, this shit is really, not the shit, but like the reality that we're living in is really holding us back like this is fun and all this makes us feel good this is a temporary distraction but they just shot all these people in the street like it's not beyonce's fault she's trying to do her job as entertainer but we gotta stop looking at it as oh yeah i knew it like we've been feeling like this we're not just feeling some type of way or even in the event like how 
I'm sh- like it, it do be it's cool to like when y'all tell y'all stories and stuff like that as women it's like you made a choice you tapped into yourself mm-hmm. you don't have to see something for you to be like I want to do right by myself right. And I feel like that's my issue with people that's like in the you know my generation right now it's like that's what it took Beyonce to say we cool and black now <laughs> like it, it's, it's annoying you know yeah. Before we end the show, I just um, just want to say I just think for her, she I know she has spoke on you know doing pop music and all that for so long, but she wanted to show her people mm-hmm. what they are because you do have yeah you know they killing niggas every single day, but you also have black people like the little black boys and girls who that's all they seeing, mm-hmm. so they think they're worthless. Yeah. And then, um, like my friend was telling me, her little brother now, every single day said, y'all can't see my crown, but it's on mm-hmm. all from seeing Black is King. Wow. And he's five years old. So I think, uh, just from my perspective, I think it's a, something that black people do need to watch because you don't want to get so it's the representation. Yeah. from seeing black people being killed and gunned down and treated so wrong every single day in corporate world that there we are royalty and yes I know it you know we all you know us three ladies know that we're royalty and I'm royalty by God it ain't even got nothing to do with black people my lineage comes from Jesus but there's so many black people that feel like oh, I, ain't sh- I was born black, so I ain't shit, and I ain't never going to be shit. Yeah. And sometimes it may take an entertainer of Beyonce's status to show you, but no, baby, you are more. You are more. Because let's say, I'm not even trying to bring this up. Well, I'm not even going to use her. Let's say a low-level artist. Trisha Cole. So, that's who I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was just a first name that popped in my head. But a low-level artist puts out something like Black is King. And it's not going to get the same thing. Exactly. Sierra. It's not going to get the same thing as Beyonce. Kelly Rowland just put out an album talking about how beautiful black people are. And ain't nobody even talking about it. They don't even care. And that's unfortunate. But Beyonce is at this status where people are going to listen to her. We already see white people don't like her. And there's a lot of black people don't that don't like her. They still call her Beyonce dark white. I was about to say white people. No, white people is literally riding for the fact that sure ass might not even be black. It's weird ass white people out there like yes. that too. Yes. But she, you know, is at that point where like, you know what, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to show my people how beautiful and loving they are. Like even with her recent Ivy Park release, mm-hmm. she's only giving it. Her first release, she was giving it to her, I guess, friends or whatever. This release, she's only giving it to black people. How she gonna do that? So you can go out and purchase it. If you wanna you white and wanna buy it, you go out and purchase it. But when she sent out her press box, oh I see she only, she only sent it out to artist. black people. And and not even just like your big name black people. She sent it out like to black Instagrammers. They might not even be that big of an influence. And that's the thing. I'm not saying like it's anything geared towards that. I think it was just at the time when it came out. I love Beyonce. I already know what the fuck she was talking about. Like she always make <laughs> references to the goddess Oshan and shit like that. And a lot of people don't even think about that. But I just was like, at the time, oh, this is 
it, this could either be distracting us from really doing what we got to do. Right. And I would just like to be a fan of hers from a distance right now. That's why I hadn't right. seen her yet. Because the, the, the timing for me was just like, y'all just going to act like just too much. Just yeah. Right now, yeah. I completely so I I understand because I'm the same way. Like, And it really be making me mad. Like, I ain't trying to be pissed right. off at Beyonce. Like, that's her right. fucking fault. But no. at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> this shit really be... Like, ugh, it really be like making me so tight. Like, yeah, because it's so much you gotta see and do. Yeah, for everybody. Like, <laughs> are we all watching the same it's show? So much. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you had that reaction. So I completely understand where you coming from. Because I'm like, when it came out, I didn't watch it that day. I think yeah. I ended up watching it like it had already been on there for like two, three weeks, and then I I watched it because I'm like, okay already know the fashion and this is about to be crazy as fuck yeah. so i definitely need to watch this just for my own personal gain but then i was listening i love i remember when the album dropped um 2019 we went to carabana and i was like the songs that everybody just seemed to like really start jumping on i'm like these songs are old to me now but i had wanted to see the visuals for it because i'm like already know how my mind created it and I know Beyonce Virgo Virgo we see shit like that so I'm like let me see what she she talking about but she gave a full storyline with it and then the little black boy was essentially supposed to be Simba so I was just looking at that like okay I like how she was telling the story but she still was telling it from being black a black person's perspective and then also you got to see which I'm pretty sure we're already privy to knowing the beauties of Africa. And then like really like trying to instill that into your head. Like you are royalty. Like fuck everything else going on. You are royalty. Mm-hmm. And then like I didn't even know for myself. Like I started writing down shit like. Yep I'm about to be on my man Samusa too. Like and I had already known about him. But it was just like really. When you had that shit. Like you, you have negative shit thrown in your face so much. You start to feed into it. Mm-hmm. I started really feeding to that. Like, nah, Candace, like, it ain't nothing that you can't do. Like, you about to be rich, rich, rich. Focus on that shit. Like, you don't want to answer to nobody. So mm-hmm. I do completely understand where you're coming from. Because I didn't watch it as soon as it dropped either. <laughs> like, I waited. I was seeing people talk about it on my timeline. I was like, I get around to it. Because right mm-hmm. now, I don't feel like seeing it. So, And I love V, but I was like, I'm not it's trying to see it. Your fault, girl. Yeah, that's understandable. Well... I love you, Beyonce. If you ever hear this, don't ever take it like, <laughs> oh I just didn't think that shit was not worth <laughs> my like, time. She's that like, was up. just, let you me, know, my social anxiety, me, girl. Let me, <laughs> let me put this shit back out there. You are the queen of mother. Of course, she a Virgo, Zach. Queen mother. She have a seven Virgo, too. No, let me not even say that. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Wraps up our show for today. Uh, you can find us at This Is The Ladies Room. The Ladies Room. I better tune me in. Coco out. Bye. That's all I have.